Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of man-actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie, Three Sheets to the Wind, Bellicon, Sam, Ships That Meet in the Night, Burns, and, El- uh, and Ellie, Semen all over the poop deck, Sparrow. Yes. Apparently today it's all nautical themes. Goodness, how on brand of you. (laughs) How rarely on brand. How unusually on brand. Unusually on brand. (laughs) Happy 150th episode, everyone. Wow. Yeah, yeah. we are 150 episodes in. Happy 150th. That's exciting. Yes. Ah, that's really cool. We're still younger than Norrit. We are Yay. still younger than Norrit. We are still younger than Norrit, probably all of us combined. But <laughs> yeah. if all of our episodes were years, we would now be older than people generally in the world. Mm, yes, that is true. <laughs> but never older than Norrit. Never older than Norrit. <laughs> no one is older than Norrit. It's got a bit of a head start. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a head start, it's time for us to use our heads to bash through the walls of temporality and demand of future us what headaches from the future. It's Future Jason with messages from the present. Ahead of our usual messages, we'd like to put out a bit of a call for aid. Our friend Sarah, or at spicy underscore burritos on Twitter, is one of the pillars of the stowaway community and set up the fan discord. They're also going through a bit of a crisis right now. While we won't go into the details, they're very much in need of financial support. So if you can spare a little cash, please send it their way via their coffee link, which we will put in the description of this episode. And if you can't, please do spread the word instead by sharing the link via your choice of social media. It really does help, and it can make a lot of difference. Thank you. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by, would you have guessed it? You. That's right. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon, who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. Typically an item, creature, NPC, or environmental feature. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs, link in the description. We are an affiliate of dndice.com, makers of beautiful specialty dice since 2010. Whether you need dice because you're masquerading as a vampire, calling Cthulhu, or are some sort of pathfinder gathering the magic munchkins, you can click through our affiliate link in the description and grab yourself or a friend some particularly sexy dice, or a particularly sexy dice bag. We're also an affiliate of Zavi, fine producers of nerdy garments and handy household items. Remember that you can click through the affiliate link in the description and use code FLINTLOCKS20 to take 20% off clothing and FLINTLOCKS10 to take 10% off not clothing. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Past Jason. Speaking not at all of headaches, <laughs> like not even slightly, but like in no <laughs> way speaking of headaches, um, if you like started at the beginning and you're listening to episode 150 
that's really cool. Yeah, well done. Well, well done. Um, and also, <laughs> thank, thank you, you, so much thank you for being yeah. interested in that amount of us talking um, and that awesome. amount of our story. It's really cool, and we love and you. you. Like, if you probably listened to like five hundred hours of us. What was if that, you box? Jumped in, If you jumped in at any other point or just started, thank you. Oh my god, yeah, that wasn't to discount anyone who started anywhere else. I just had a sudden moment, but some people have been listening since episode one, and that is wild. But even if you haven't, like, frankly, if you listen to, like, one episode and, like, this is your first one, hello, thank you, join us. (laughs) We love you all. Yeah. Yeah. If you've listened for, like, an hour, I'm flattered, you know, (laughs) like, great. Genuinely. Right. Well, I can't think of anything more to say, so... On that front, then, let's begin. Ah, Flintlocks ah, and fireballs. Ah, <laughs> Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party are approaching the, the 22nd of Falling Leaves, 1798, when it is known to them through visions from the future, the flotilla of support ships uh, from Syria will arrive, companies of redcoats in tow, to attempt to break the siege, uh, or at least break the defence of the siege of Newmark. At the same time, due to arrive are the Scarlet Winds, the slave-freeing pirate alliance of which the party are members. However, a couple of days before all of that, after resolving the long-standing gang dispute within the city of New York Mark, the party found themselves with a day off. A rare day where they were not engaged in death-defying missions. Celestia took this opportunity to finally have a date uh, with the uh, with Sorel, a uh, human lady from Haldanos, uh, from the Dutch, from the Song province in the Empire in the Tang Tang Empire, in Haldanos specifically, who had come over through the Dreamfold with Clara, their erstwhile, actually no, current associate, uh, and maybe child hag? There are some questions. Before we proceed on to the day before the uh, expected battle, though, Scamp and Corzin, is there anything in particular you would like to do on the 20th while you have your day off beyond uh, bombing Celestia's date with cloud writing? <laughs> oh, mate, that pretty much covered it. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's something more useful we should be doing, but 
Uh, I was gonna ask Celestia at some point if it would be okay if I could dream to little Corson. Um, you'll have to catch her when she's pissed after a date, so... Yeah. Okay, um, when would this happen? Just snogged Saran, thrown myself into a hammock back in Scamp's room. Good luck. <laughs> right. I mean, if it's not possible, then it's oh, not it's, possible. Oh, it's but... going to be a yes. You just got to ask. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I suppose we would have gone back to the, uh, the ship uh, ahead of you, so... Maybe I would have uh, just had a word with the person on watch to let me know when uh, Celestia gets back. Oh yeah, you so you can... get forewarning. You're, you're the captain, <laughs> so I can say that you can kind of accost Celestia as soon as she's stumbling her way uh, towards Scamp's uh, bar. <laughs> okay, I snogs around and turn around and cause it. Is there? Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck, what? Ah. Oh, sorry, I... Were you there that whole time? That was really fucking oh. weird. No, of course I wasn't. I... How fast did you get here? <laughs> I just moved very quietly is all. Can't even kiss a person on this ship without at least two people looking at you. Hello. <laughs> Look, I, I I trust things went well. I just wanted to uh, ask if it would be at all possible if uh, uh, you could help me dream to Little Corson. Yeah, sure, it's, of course. It's been a couple of days, and I know uh, that I, well, I miss him. I know he must be missing us. Mm. That's very sensible. Um, I'm drunk, so. Okay. Um, like. Just, just drunk? like no, just spot me up the stairs to your cabin, okay? I need like, a spotter. No no but yes, absolutely fine. Yes, I will dream because yes, excellent. So, Corson uh, will spot the, uh, Celestia. Fine, getting Celestia <laughs> up the stairs, up to your cabin. Um, no, this is all you. This is all you. Come on, okay, there we go. I'm there doing we well. go. Look, look at my legs that are working. Yep, I had definitely. a real date, and my legs work. Yeah. <laughs> Just, gonna... Just drink some water before you go to bed. Oh, I I laugh in the face of water. <laughs> you, you come in as Molly is in the process of like trying to straighten out some of the knots in her hair before bed. Mm, I know this struggle. Well, bet you do. Mm, sort of sitting. Um, why do you have a have a drunk Celestia in the? I just valley? love being here after my dates when I... I'm drunk, Molly. This is the place that I come. You you can't do it for uh, two people, can you? Um, uh, I don't know. Let me look in my mental library of my spells. (laughs) Um, It's not concentration. No, I don't think. Uh, Maybe I can. Can I just? Can I just two two? You can do cast cast it twice. Yeah. If you have the um, the spell slots, yes. Um, I mean, I've not used anything big, so I don't see why not. Something weird might happen because I've had a lot to drink, but if you're both willing to take that risk, I will dream a dreamcast on you. I'm fairly certain that Molly would be aware by this. Oh, yeah, you. I think you've literally dreamed. I think you've fucked Molly in the dream fog. You have done that. Yes, that is is very much. You've definitely fucked Molly in the dream fog before this point. She knows this is a thing. She hasn't been (laughs) sent in, but she's been Mm, met there. Um, So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. 
you could do two of us at once. I uh, hadn't really thought about yeah. it, which seems stupid, because Molly... Well, the situation hasn't really called for it. Molly, before, did you just but... say that as a sentence with a little smirk on your face, because you disgusted me? <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're imagining it. That's my wife. Mm, right. <laughs> You're adorable. Stop it. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay, now, st- now, now stop imagining it, please. I didn't imagine and, a single thing. My husband. <laughs> that's not a thing I want to think about. That's no. Good. <laughs> now, my... hit us with your strange sleep magic and let's go visit your son. Yes. Um, somebody needs to find this bottle in my bag because if I do it, it's going to take hours. Okay, one moment. <laughs> you okay with me doing it? Yep. Okay, I, you, I think you've seen the contents of my bag before. Watch out, there's poo in it, I imagine. I've got to say, you um after after a date that went late was an interesting time to do a big spell. Mm. Well, I, I didn't want to um uh, impose on you beforehand. I, I hope everything went well. Oh, it was lovely, actually. It was really nice. I like her, she is good. Kissed her. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. All right. I, I think. Right. Thank you. It is well is done. It, is what it you say fine? when people do kissing is that the right thing? I will take it. I like it. Yes. <laughs> well done, me and her. Good kissing. I'm pissed. We should do this sooner. I'm gonna fall asleep in your bed or something. Is it um, <laughs> reasonably easy to locate? Oh. I mean, it's just—it's a small <laughs> bottle of Dovish brandy in Celestia. Celestia's bag does not have organisation. It's just a pile of stuff. So I imagine yeah, you yeah. have to take out things to get it. Fair enough. You kind of rummage a bit. I'm just making yeah. this realistically annoying because she's pissed. Oh yeah, it's fair. <laughs> uh, because I'm so curious. I could roll randomly to see what I find first, but no, that's <laughs> just. Um, Finger puppets come out, it's paper, whole well, monkey turd. <laughs> right, um... Okay, here it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. Hang on. Right. Where are you? <laughs> the rainbow down here, down here. That... No, not you. <laughs> there you go, tell me. Could you do, do you do a dream, or are you drunk too? Uh... Spirits get drunk. Could you still do a dream? Mm-hmm. Two mm-hmm. dreams? Mm-hmm. Could you do two of them? Mm-hmm. To the Sounds same place? The Can you get drunk? Mm, maybe. Oh, Dan Bill an octopus looks at you, looks at the rainbow spirit, shrugs. <laughs> yeah. They're so helpful. Maybe. Well, they never tried. if you don't end up in the same place, just both think of little Corzin and it will lead you to him. Alright. So just do that and you will end up at the same place with your tiny, tiny, small, tiny, small child. <laughs> He's very small. <laughs> the rainbow spirit puts like two strands together like a pair of fingers mimicking small. Mm, it's like a centimetre. Yeah. <laughs> that small, exactly. Um, I'd advise you both lie down because people tend to fall over. Alright. And well, you get some dirt the off the floor. There we go. Some dirt. Wait. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the dirt? Um, fling it into your face, and then you're gonna fall asleep. Basically, um, I put my finger in the gnomish brandy, put it in the dirt, rub it between my hands. Here it's the rainbow spirit. Molly turns turns to you, Cosmo. Cosmo's like, I'm not 
not sure that she looks around just as the rainbow's red <laughs> hits both of you in the eyes. I told you to lie down. You weren't quick enough. And you both <laughs> slump backwards onto the uh, onto the bed. I did. I. Went my way down. Both of the people who who helped you around and helped you and the person who helped you get up the stairs <laughs> have now just passed out. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Scam will have been waiting up though and will have heard most of this. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, then I'm not gonna make you roll a deck save to avoid just like sniffing. Face planting. <laughs> Face I, mean, I will just stand and watch for a few moments. And then Ooh. help. <laughs> With Scamp's aid, you stumble your way back into bed. Um, speaking of which, Corzin, roll the d20, please. D20, okay. A three. Oh, interesting. Okay. You slump backwards and hit the cool, splashy surface of your bed. You blink. My bed being splashy. <laughs> Pick yourself up, and you are sat in what first looks to be water, um, but it's a little bit too reflective. It feels weirdly heavy as it clings to you and trickles down. Mm. And it takes a moment for you to realise, <clears throat> from the strange smell in the air, that you're sat on. Your best guess is mercury. It's about, okay. it's just a, an, a seemingly endless, flat plane of mirrored glass, stretching in every direction, uh, probably about an inch deep, uh, uh, an inch deep to whatever is below all the mercury, but you just see okay. ripples like spread out from you, and then calm. Okay. Um... I'm going to attempt to stand up. You take, uh, adjust yourself, stand up, a little bit of splish splosh. Um, You see little weird rivulets of silver uh, run down your legs. I was going to say, is it beading like mercury? It is, yeah. It's... Uh, Have I arrived in a thermometer? Strike that. I don't know if they would have had Mercury some They do. They do. They okay. absolutely do. Uh, it's around about this time that that, that one bastard um, Fahrenheit is about to invent a new one. Ah, right. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm denigrating Fahrenheit so much. Like, he was, he was a very skilled instrument maker. <laughs> um, okay, so looking around, am I just like on an infinite radial plane? As far as you can tell, the you do look down. You can see little flickers of rainbow fire and light around you. They do seem to suggest a direction, um, which there's no like clear light source. It's just silvery mist. Okay. So everything is evenly lit, but yeah, you it just seems to be going that way. Also, no sign of Molly. Yeah, okay, that's a point. Um, I'm going to think of both Molly and Little Corson and see if anything in my surroundings changes. Oh, interesting. Okay, the little flickering 
intensifies for a moment, and, it, and you kind of have to hold out a hand to see it, but you actually see that there's two little trails of light pointing in almost exactly the same direction. Oh, right. This is starting to make sense. I follow the trails. Okay. As you trek onwards, the you see you f- it takes you a, little, a while to notice it, but the um, this flat plane isn't perfectly flat. It very slightly slopes. Oh, like it's down up, or up? Upwards. And it just comes to... And you keep following it and just continues to slowly, gradually slide, uh, go upwards. And then on an instinct, you look back and you see that it's also sloping upwards in the previous direction, like behind you. And actually, it's like you're in a very shallow bowl. And there's not really a horizon so much as a point when the silvery mist causes everything else to like fade out of sight. Okay. So, so is the, the level of um, liquid underneath my feet still constant? Yep. Like it's clinging That's... to whatever surface you're on. Okay. I am going to... What have I got on me? Uh, I am going to like first of all just like um, push down with one of my feet to test the consistency of the uh, the substance I'm walking on because presumably if the liquid is like on top of it, it's obscuring it mm. because it's opaque. Roll a not sight based perception check, please. Okay. I touch Mm. Yeah, that's uh, 28. Feels like glass. Ooh. Like solid glass. Hmm. Mm. That's weird. Like you scrape your foot around and it feels like smooth glass. Oh. It's kind of hard to see the glass because there's all the mercury in the way. Weird dream some almost then. This would be the weirdest oh. walking experience. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue cautiously forwards following the uh, the trail in front of me. Okay, you carry on walking for what starts to feel like hours. Um, you're not really sure how much time is actually passing elsewhere. You know that time works a little weirdly here in the Dreamfold. Getting really bored of this now. Oh yeah, um... How would you say your emotions, like emotionally, how is how is Corzin feeling after, say, what appears to feels like about three hours of walking? Okay, but after three hours, he would be, um, even though he knows that time works differently here, he has no idea to what extent, one way or the other, it does. Mm. So, uh, like, if if it feels like three hours to him. He's frustrated that he, you know, can't find Molly or Little Corzin, but also is probably a little worried he's wasting time. Okay, would you say you're starting to get a little agitated? A little bit. He'd be picking up the pace, certainly. Like, okay, yeah, it's, like, there's obviously a, a way in front yeah, of me. You, you pick one up thing the I would pace. also be paying attention to is, is the landscape changing around me. Well, interestingly, um, yeah, it's about this point you start to notice uh, the level of the... Although it still feels like smooth glass beneath your feet, the level of the uh, mercury has gone up to about 
your calves, top of your calves now, nearly towards your knees. Okay. So it's deeper. You're wearing boots as well. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, that's all you notice for now. You keep treading onwards. Yeah. Off the 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 flicker of rainbow leads you forwards. After another hour, it feels like you're no closer. It just keeps seeming to suggest onwards. How are you feeling? Um, more frustrated. Like uh, he'd be. Like trying intensely to um, uh, to picture both Molly and Little Calls, and so he can uh, get to them. Also, after a while, uh, he'd probably be calling out like, "Molly, Corson, anyone?" Okay, up halfway up your. Th- it's now halfway up your thighs. Not liking this. Okay, against all reason. Uh, he is going to take his hat off, which he obviously still has here, mm-hmm. um, and try and stick his face through the uh, the liquid and see if uh, he can get through to the other side. Okay. So, this is going to be an interesting one. The first thing you notice is that the, the mercury is warm as you plunge your face into it. Um, it's also just a black, pitch black. The, the light is not cutting, coming through it. It's like sticking your face into liquid metal. Uh, right. Your eyes sting a bit as well. Um, and you're, Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try this at home. And you definitely like, you're definitely having to like keep your mouth and nose closed to avoid the, frankly, liquid metal kind of get, yeah. getting down your breathing holes. Uh, it's yeah. like calling in your ears and it's, un- it's uncomfortable. How would you say you're feeling about this situation? Uh, properly annoyed now. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm st- uh, stood here, um, trying desperately to do something and nothing. Is yeah, working. you like you can feel your face against the glass. The mercury's heating up around you as you pull yourself straight back up. It's now getting up to your chest, and it feels quite warm all around you. I mean. It- if it's up to my chest, I'm probably going to opt to try and swim. Okay, yeah. It's really difficult because it's, it's metal. It's mercury. Yeah, yeah, it's mercury. Like you can, it, you, and it's still, you can still feel the feet below it, but it's, it's a slog. Um, it's frankly a really difficult, tiring slog. How long do you want to keep trying? for? Do you want uh, walking for or swimming for? Do you want to try anything different? I'm going to keep trying to follow the trail if I can, but also um, I, I think at this point Corzin will be searching around trying to find some uh, just some alternative means out of this situation. Like, he, he's not going to um, choose to wake up, but he's also going to be um, thinking about, okay, so like the is this some sort of trick that's just leading me in an endless uh, uh, cycle? I've got to, you know, recenter myself. I've got to find a way out of here. Hmm. How would you like to do that? I am going to. Oh, would that work here? Sod it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to uh, try and cast locate creature. Okay. 
you focus the dream avatar you have uh, yeah. is able although the, the it's interesting although the um, ambivalent octopus and the fish spirits are not here some you f- still feel your connection to them and there's just a moment where your arm, where you you almost feel like your eye turn fish-like. Okay. Um, okay, creature. Which creature are you trying to locate? Uh, I'm gonna try and locate Little Corson as he was who I was coming here to see. Forward, but also down. Forward, but down. Yeah. Okay. Also, have... you're getting oh. like probably like a forty-five degree angle, sort of forward and down. Also, the as you continue like frantically searching, you just feel the mercury get hotter and hotter and rise higher and higher until you're having to like, essentially tread metal to keep your head above liquid. Right. Okay. So, is it? Is it sort of perpendicular to the way that the uh, the terrain was sort of sloping upwards? Yeah, like if you could go forwards without going up as well. Right. Okay. Um... It also feels like the terrain has become more clearly curved. Like if you look forwards a bit, you can actually see the horizon go upwards um, and kind of hit almost like it would feel like a waterfall of mercury, except that it's not falling, it's just in position. It is very slightly shimmering, though. Oh, okay, so it's like there's a point up ahead where there is nothing below the mercury anymore. Yeah, you look behind you and it's the same behind. It's like you're in a huge bowl. Okay, I'm going to keep going for another five minutes and see if it gets visibly closer to me. (laughs) How frustrated are you feeling? In fact, how are you feeling generally? Um, Still frustrated, but he's focused at this point. Like, this is a problem. He is solving it. He is, you know, doing at least something. Okay. That's probably the the level of mercury stays about where it is. Yeah. Uh, You carry on for another five minutes, and it feels like no matter how far much further forwards you walk that sense of kind of forwards and down as locate creature is what you're getting. Okay. Um, And yeah, that's the thing, actually. The the locate creature doesn't really change relative to me, does it? No, it just gives you a a point to direction. Like, if you... like it. Although actually, um, what what do you mean? My point is, like, if I am moving in a direction, Mm -hmm. if I know where the creature is... The like the angle to which I am moving relative to it is going to change, isn't it? That's an interesting thing. Um, well, you're heading, assuming, and I have been assuming this until you say otherwise, that you are heading directly where both the rainbow flex and locate creature are pointing. Yes. Then the direct the angle is not changing; it's still forty five degrees down. Okay. In which case, then I am going to try and. Uh... Dive under the surface, reach the, um, uh, the the solid glass, and try and break it with my um, belaying pin. Okay, make a make a 
strength check at disadvantage, please. Okay. Just straight strength. Yep. Hmm. That's still a dirty 20. Okay. You man- It's really fucking having to str- uh, struggle against it, but you manage to get enough down that you think you hear muffled a sort of... It feels like you've managed to make a crack, but as you do so, the mercury starts to... Well, it doesn't boil, because it's already like, you know, it's liquid around you. But it starts to get hot enough that it starts to feel scalding. How does that make you feel? Um, that is going to be first, like, anger and frustration, and then... Um, Small amount of fear. Okay, like the, te- the alone, temperature un- yeah. spikes for a moment, gets even hotter. I'm going to say, by the way, that your dream form, record your hit points separately for this, takes okay. 12 points of damage, and then it suddenly chills a little, uh, going back to merely uncomfortably, like, sauna hot. Okay. Uh, that was how many hit points, sorry? Uh, Twelve, to your, Twelve. To your dream form. To your idol, if you will. Um, but yeah, you've managed... You think you've made, you've made a crack. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a moment to center myself, uh, dive down again, find the same place, and hit it, trying to widen the crack. Okay, can I ask for a wisdom check first, wisdom please? Check. Natural one, but lucky. (laughs) Okay, that is a 22. As you kind of try and summon the anger and frustration to to get the... uh, to break through, the... The liquid around you heats up to burning again, and you just get this moment of mind-numbing, soul-chilling fear. It's that same fear you felt when Olga had your family uh, behind those walls and was about to set the whole place on fire. And the moment you you get that chill, the temperature around you drops... And not not entirely like a stone, but the liquid sinks down to your chest level, um, and you feel it cool to sort of warm cup of tea temperature. Okay. And then you just take a few breaths and get yourself under control enough. Before you make your next strike, make a strength check. Uh, still with disadvantage, because you're kind of like trying to smash into yep. a large amount of liquid. Okay. Corson will be kind of taking note of this as he yeah. goes. But, oh, that's a real shame. That's a uh, disadvantage. Okay, that is 11. Okay, um, you feel a thud, and maybe you think something cracks a little further down there. You're, you're hitting the same place, uh, yeah. but it doesn't much. You've got maybe one more attempt, you, you reckon. Uh, okay. Tell Cousin me how you want is, to proceed. Yeah, Cousin is given what he has observed, and knowing at least vaguely how 
Dreamfold logic works. He is going to take an experiment and think about the time in uh, Kion where it became uh, obvious that it was the Kraken attacking again, because that was the uh, a, a notable time that he felt fear. I mean, there are plenty of other times, but like deep down, pit of your soul, abject fear. Okay, can I ask for a wisdom check with advantage, please? Okay. Okay, that is a 17. You cast your mind back to the just soul-chilling terror of the moment you saw the water's parts and that eye. And the liquid around you just sinks down and down and down until there's just a thin coating of mercury over a glassy floor. Half an inch thick. Can I find the um, uh, the area I've been hitting? Yep, you take the blame plan and just scrape with it a little bit until you find the bit that's cracked. And at yeah. this point, you don't even need to do a check. You smash once, twice, three times, and with a shattering of glass, you are pulled through. You burst out of a mercury thermometer on a fireplace, just ballooning up into full size and you land sprawling on the <coughs> ferocious rug of Norit's old cabin. Um, you remember coming here as a child. Yeah. Uh, you're not the only occupant because nearby you can see sat by the roaring fire is little Corzin. And, uh, Molly. Uh, little Corson looks up. Ah! I run to them and embrace them. Molly gives you a, a tight hug back in the group hug. Oh, oh I was so worried. That's oh. alright, you're only a few minutes behind me. Where did you end up? Ah, uh, just ended up, uh, actually right outside. There is, um, a little, little garden full of just these weird, like, metallic shaped, uh, uh, coloured fruit. Oh, I ended up um, in like an endless sea of uh, mercury, I was uh, going for what seemed like hours. I, I was really starting to get worried. <sighs> I've been here for like two minutes. Time works weirdly here. There's no rhyme or reason to it, as far as I can tell. But hey, look at it this way. We're all here as a family. I didn't think we could Some do that. Regent, yes. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Yes, it is. Little Corson gives you that gives you a tight little hug. Yeah, and um, after that moment, as possible, I'm going to look back at um, where I've um, emerged from. There is just a regular-sized mercury thermometer with a broken bulb at the end. Now, did uh, Norit actually have one of those? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it checks out. Yeah, he checks out because th that would be the first uh, thing that he'd uh, be looking around for. Is like, okay, I remember this place. Does anything look different? Ah, uh, ooh, roll an intelligence check for memory, please. 
Yes, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a 19. Ooh, okay. Nice. Uh, there's a there's a couple of new bits that you don't remember Norit having. Um, there is a little ship. Uh, there's a, there's an additional ship in the bo- in a bottle amongst mm-hmm. the several that Norit did have, which What's you the ship? you recognize as the ship belonging to Shawshanks. Ah, right. Uh, the ghost ship. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> there is... This is a dream fold. Are there tiny people on it? Uh, not that you can see. It just appears to be a okay. mastic model. Uh, I-, I figured it was worth asking. Though it is weirdly translucent, like the real one. Oh. Um, there oh, is odd. a little uh, snow globe um, with a tiny image of Kion in it. But Kion, as you last saw it, so in the process of reconstruction... Um, let's see. There is a, there is a, there is a log, uh, there, there is in the pile of logs next to the fire, one of them has been carved into a little record, into a little facsimile of the keep next to Warwick's watch, the one that they set on fire for all this day. like uh, Norwich taken to collecting places as well as stories. You also see, oh, would it be a small handkerchief uh, with huh. the with a blue and white design in the style of, of a prow ramming, uh, ramming the kraken, and okay. next to it a small, a, a little snow cone. There, one is like placed by the other. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um. There's, yeah, there's probably like about 20 or so of these just little items that you, that seem familiar, but you, Norrit didn't have them. Okay. I wonder if we, have we stumbled into uh, somebody else's dream about Norrit, or was this the dream you were already having? Um, I was having a dream about sitting next to a fireplace. Uh, I think it was the one we had back when we left in Warwick's Watch. Um, but then when Mum came, um, we it got a little bigger. And then a moment ago, um, I turned around and all of this was here. Weird. Well, I'm going to tell you about the uh, the man who lived here. I've, I've probably mentioned it before. And, um... I'm going to um, regale little Corzin with as much as uh, big Corzin can remember about the various different um, uh, items and the stories uh, attached to them that uh, that he recognises in this place. It goes on for some time. Hmm. With your perception, I will say there is one other thing that stands out that's not familiar to you, but... Okay. When you see it, it sends a, an inexplicable chill down your spine. It's not exactly fear, but there's something about it. On one wall, there is a timepiece um, smaller than the mariner's clocks you're used to seeing, okay. but compact in a similar manner. What would event? What will eventually be a pocket watch, 
probably no bigger than three inches across. Oh, okay. I, I am going to examine this. Uh, yeah, it has a. Uh, it does have a small engraving on it. Um, sea horse. Sea horse. He was wearing a pocket watch in the future, wasn't he? Yeah, out of character. I'm making that connection, but of course, Corzin wasn't there. Corzin wasn't there. Corzin's yeah, no I, idea. It just feels. I do actually weird. remember saying to you because I was describing how little Corzin was. I told you he had a nice watch. Um, but oh, up to okay. you whether you'd remember that or not. I legitimately remember saying that because I was telling okay. you whether he was married and like what he looked yeah. like and what he was doing. And I said he had a right. fancy watch because he was doing well. Uh, well, Corson is going to uh, examine it for uh, for a moment, and he's going to uh, take it over and. Um, Give it to a uh, little presency. I think this must be for you. It's got your name on it. So it does, Dad. Oh, it's really small. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I must be very intricate. So be careful with it. Oh, okay. Um, this. I wonder why we've all ended up here, of all places. Molly looks around. I don't know, but it's it's quite cozy. I'm gonna say you. Yes. For all the stories you told me about, uh, old man Norris, it's definitely knew how to keep a comfortable uh, living environment. That he did. And I, maybe it's um, uh, somewhere that. Um, well, I. I always remember one of my binding uh, members of, uh, memories memories of this place is feeling safe. After um, what it took to get here, it's it's a welcome change, I can tell you. Well, I I always feel safe if you're around that. I give him a big hug. And you carry on telling Norit's stories until it's time to let all of you get some natural sleep. Yep. You you uh, as. When you kind of feel it is that time, you and Molly step out of the room and you see like a little sort of soap bubble almost re-encapsulate like Corzin uh, Jr. as he returns to whatever dream he was having before that little bubble fades. Molly kind of takes her hand. Thank you for suggesting this. I'm just really glad we could do this. (laughs) (sighs) Me too. Hell of a couple of days coming up. Yeah, and no matter how far away from us he is, I, I want him to know that we still love him and we're still looking forward to um, being all together physically again. She squeezes your hands. I squeeze back. Right. How the hell do we wake up? I think you just sort of have to choose to. Like, sort of, a new watch as her form starts to slowly, like, fizzle away like sea foam. Alright. When I wake up, I am going to uh, politely request you never do that in real life. (laughs) 
<laughs> she giggles as her form <laughs> just fades away and your own does as you return to a deep, natural sleep. Celestia, roll a, D1, a d20, please. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Um, four. How are you doing on tallies? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Hang on. I think it's quite bad. Um, just trying to find out where I last oh, wrote them. God. Where did they go? Um, oh, it might only be a single pass. That feels optimistic. Hang on. It might be. Being... Yeah, I think it's a single past I'm on, actually. Three awareness, yeah, so but a single where, past. Yeah, where one of the um, gangsters was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, three aware, one past, no future right now. Okay. Your dreams are... Difficult. You get flashes of the street fight. Flashes of just the whole last day. Building coming down. People. Lots of halflings. And the street fight. And the nightmare that took the form of Sabrina. Oh yeah, my dreams are real bad. Yeah, I'd forgotten oh, about yeah, that. Oh yeah, that was that was yeah. Dead. That was all really one day. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't today, the previous but day, but it was two yeah. day, It was two days. It was the day before the day you just had. It's pretty recent. Oh, very recent. And they, yeah. You know, but your mind seems to be it starts to. Well, I wouldn't say work through it. There's a lot to unpack there. But one thing you, but one sense you do strangely, uh, but but you do find yourself having it in a weird scattered stretched out fashion um an echo of struggling against the fiery form of sabrina of seeing that fight happen again and again almost from different angles a bit kind of like a replay i almost want to say and then there's a mo there's a version of it where you catch her arm as she's about to bring the whip down and she kind of turns she melts into flames comes back from a different angle and it's strange it's like you get a sense almost of how she's flowing how she's no, that's not right either, how she's turning and it's almost as if you can see how 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 the threads and they are purple threads for all they they they, they flicker with flame are put together and it's like a voice says to you that they could be more colors that you could it doesn't have to be quite this way that you can change this. And just for a moment, you realize there is a voice saying this. You are in control, child. 
It's a voice that's slightly familiar, but... Is that old grandmother finger snap? You turn and you see... It's like a little... There's a doorway. One of the ones that was blasted open in the fighting. And just not really in shot, a silhouette of a hunched old figure. I'm going to see her, Fox Arena. You tear yourself away from this. Uh, I want to know who it is. Yeah, this moment of lucid, semi-lucid dreaming. And you see there's a, uh, a mirror on a cabinet, like one of those cabinet doors uh, for your wardrobe, where there's just a full mirror on the inside. And the way that the mirror, that it's open, you can you can't quite see what's on the other side of the mirror. Like there's a reflection, but it's as if you can see just the rain, and you can hear the crackling of thunder around you, the poor driving of the storm. But it's it's both out in the street and in the mirror reflecting it. And you can't see her properly. You can just see the outline of what you recognise as being the silhouette of Grandmother Fingersnip. What are you doing here? I never left. What does that mean? You... Bear it now. You go against those whose power it was meant for. And you do not know but a fraction of what it can do. Say, I. Am I going to be a scary rain mirror person when I die? love to know that and you don't look like you have anything better to do no offense i am a message okay what's the message echo. she the mirror twists a little and you see yourself and behind you in the mirror carved into the wall is a date. What's the date? Seven. Uh, yeah, I think it would be, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, seven, nine, nine. Nine, seven. Remember then. Seven. That's too many nines, isn't it? So that is. Uh, sorry. <laughs> se- uh, seven nine. So it's the seventh of falling leaves. Yeah. Nineteen hundred. Sorry. Nine hundred ninety-seven. Nine hundred ninety-seven. Nine hundred ninety-seven. Oh. Why? Why that date? What is that? Because on that day, I will be expecting a visitor from the future. How did you send this here? 
I sat and waited for someone to remember, and I left a message in case I should not survive to carry it. What possible message could I want from you? How Why should I look to use what you carry? So it does other things than see past and future? Is that what you're saying? The silhouette nods. Why would you tell me that? Does it benefit you? If you have my eye, I am already dead and gone. Yes, but you're here and you're asking me to come back and see you. So forgive me for thinking it couldn't benefit you even though you're dead. My work lives on. Work? See me in the past and help me break the chains of destiny. The dream ends with the cracking now That sounds over. more like us. <laughs> you awaken with a cold sweat. I think so. probably wakes up like mild panic attack situation. Okay. Oh, no sleep for me. Right. Outside, the cries of the gulls uh, herald in the morning. Uh, coffee. <laughs> You stumble into the alley and in the fullness of time are met by the other members of your party. So I mean, kind of weird. Room, so I mean, that's yeah. true. I mean, it's up to you when you wake up, actually. Yeah, scamp, whether, like, whether or not you are awoken by Celestia's sudden start as she wakes up. <laughs> and under her breath, way. coffee. I mean, are you top bunk or bottom bunk? <laughs> <laughs> this question again. oh that's interesting <laughs> I had two thoughts that came one after the other the first was definitely Scamp is the top bunk because yeah. they'd have wanted it and the second was that Celestia wouldn't like sleeping with something that close over her but then also the roof would be anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah. oh they're hammocks though mm. so yeah. yeah I thought they were hammocks yeah, yeah. I mean, the higher one would be practical for Celestia to climb into with hammocks, but that's why I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, probably not that's what's probably happening. Not. What do you think, Bobs? Oh, no, I'm on top. I've got yeah. the top bunk. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, in which case, yeah, up to you if you're woken by the creaking Also, of the if you're on the top, you. sometimes Celestia, sometimes um, Jeffrey just poos off the edge of it, and yeah. you know that happens. <laughs> also, thank you, Celestia, if you, like, sat bolt upright, then you're going to wake uh, Scamp up by, like, headbutting them in the bum. <laughs> Let's Ow! Say that oh, sorry, sorry. Ow. Sorry. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. No, I mean, like, like weirder. Weirder than usual, we should get causing. Oh, no, that's really weird. Yeah. Um, Also fire, but like, you know, um, that was before. (sighs) We should talk to causing before, uh, before Clara hears anything, actually. 
and talk about whether oh. we tell her or not because it's weird. Right. Um, Olga's dead, right? Yes. Just yes. Ha- I have not to- Olga. Okay. Not Olga. Olga related, okay. but not Olga. Yeah, you said the things that made me through the worries. Nope. So. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have put the things that would have been least scary first and helped with Is the anxiety there time things. For pancakes. Yes. There's always time okay. for pancakes. Let's get pancakes and mm-hmm. pausing. Yes. You awaken. Uh, are you going to grab pancakes and just like go to Corson's stateroom? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's time for pancakes. <laughs> okay, Corson, you're awoken by a knock on the door and the smell of pancakes and uh, this and a particular syrup that they get around here, just mm-hmm. extracted from trees. Mm, why would you do that now? Once uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet. Mm. Mm, tree sap. What? Cousin, we got tree cakes. Cousin, then tree cakes and ominous dreams. Molly <laughs> rolls over and takes some of the duvet. I'll deal with this soon. Then um, Long John's hat yeah opens the door. All right. Uh, morning, by the way. Morning. Um, that's a look. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, the long johns have eyes on. <laughs> that is a thing. That's just your like bare chest. Yeah. It's like the most committed branding. Honestly, it's actually it's actually a very strong aesthetic. I'm kind of being sincere. <laughs> um, dreams need need a chat. Oh right. Um, Don't mind if Molly's okay? there. Up to you. Uh, I think we. We'd best let her sleep. Yeah, that seems fair. Important thing, if you love a person, let them sleep if they can. Oh, yeah. So basically we find somewhere quiet and I give them a rundown. I mean, yeah, I guess probably the best job would be to go back to your cabin at this point because otherwise it's pretty... Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There's not a lot of space. So the three of you cram into your cabin. So yeah, uh, seventh of falling leaves, nine hundred ninety-seven, and there might be more things that this does. Wasn't that about when the Grail went missing? Was it? Uh, I can. I believe. I want to clarify that you do know this because you couldn't do it before. We did when it was last scryable. Yeah, Grail went missing. That I do need the jig, the big thing. Oh no! Oh, wait, I I digitized. Sorry, oh, it's alright. I actually realised I digitized my timelines. Ooh. Thanks, well done. Um, hey, well done. Well done. Not sponsored. We're not just sponsored. cool. <laughs> uh, let me just check my timeline. Here we go. Do, 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 do. Okay, so the timeline isn't close enough for me to read anything, but it's real big. <laughs> uh, okay, Grail vanishes uh, uh, during the late second century, so around uh, the one seventies. Oh, so much for, for okay. earlier. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, just my sort of like we've had a well rather you've had a look at um a bunch of things um yeah it makes sense that things will be connected i mean they always are aren't they um with these things it certainly seems to be i sort of want to look at it immediately um yeah if we're gonna do that though and i think we should um 
probably best that we take the opportunity, whatever we find, and assuming it's not something we have to act on immediately, to, um, uh, to purge the eye. Yeah, I hate you to have say a point. Yeah. When did I last do one? Um, we've got a, well, we've got a big couple ago. of days coming Okay, up. I think um, I've only done one. Since we last purged okay. it, though. So we're not doing too badly. But we've got a big battle. We don't, we don't want to... Yeah, yeah I mean, after that, two potentially. That could, yeah. that could fuck up everything. We could all die. You understand my thinking here. Oh, yes, I hate it and I feel sick, but I do. Um... Well, look, if we do it now, it's done. We've got the rest of the day then to deal with whatever ramifications happen, but it's done. No, Should it's... we maybe purge somewhere that isn't our ship? Because last time, what was it that? One time, you put a hole in it. I did, and we have a battle coming up. Yeah. Where else is safe, though? Well, if we could have a word with Alton, we might be able to get a small room in the Bastion. That's best. Do I want to put uh, a hole in the off. Bastion? No. Well, I'm saying it's made out of stone. It's not nearly as flammable as this. Oh, you do have a point. It's harder to put a, a hole point. in. Also, um, they might have better prison equipment. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, if you're I worried, they might the... even have a cell that you could be on the other side of a barred door. I don't want to do that. Like, I mean. Bars, so you can still talk to the person, but it'd be harder for them to get yeah. to you. I can't remember. Have you ever tried um, discharging the eye in a sanctumed location? No. I don't think we have. I don't believe you have. No. I think we haven't on purpose, actually. Yeah. Just. Well, I mean, we say celestial light bulbs. This. Hang on, that's a sanctum. What will that do? Yeah, unless you want to commandeer the sending room. <laughs> well, it might just not work. Could we do it in the sending room? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we we could. We just have to um, make sure that uh, no one's coming one in. Of us was, yeah, and one of us presumably was able to take in any messages that arrive during that time. <laughs> That's going to be really weird if any of them come during. Uh, anyway, <laughs> also <laughs> hilarious. I'm really funny. Taking basically taking a call while. Well, you're whoever. <laughs> what if it comes to you? Well, you know, that's so weird. Vital information could come in any time. It's yeah, it, but to can't... someone from the past. What if it what does if it come went... into me? What how, if it... how does it work? What if information gets missed? No, the... How does it work? Like, is there a designated person? Do you put a hat on? <laughs> is there a sending hat? I hope there's a sending hat. Uh, roll an arcana check to see if you pick this up from wisdom. Yes! Redirect! Oh, sort of thing. How the fuck do those work? My sendings have never been technical enough to understand them. That's cocked. I have goblin dice I want to roll. There they are. Oh, it's not terrible. Um, Seven. I'm, I'm not sure. Eighteen. Uh, as far as you know, uh, from wisdom's hurried explanation of how, the new, of how it works, uh, it we, there is a way to like if you have the right equipment to ensure that it goes to like a designated person. They need I think they need to be uh, uh, as far as you know they need to be marked or have something. Otherwise, it will just go straight into who into the first person it finds in the room. 
because the redirect or the main effect of the redirect is to if if it tries to get to if ascending tries to get to someone in a sanctum that's laced with a redirect, it will just shunt it to sending room. And it's just if there's not someone marked specifically to take all of them, it's just first available mind. Right. I've had a thought and I kind of hate it because the man doesn't need more to deal with, but at most of these sendings will be intended for Alton, yeah? Yeah. yeah. We can trust Alton. We could just ask him to sit in so no information gets missed. Well, he's, true, yeah. He'd be really freaked out. It'd be a weird morning, but... Now oh, we've done that... worse. It would mean that he's not losing information we need for the war. Yeah. Siege. War. Siege. That's the right word here. I don't know. Well, the, the siege immediately, the war more long-term. The yeah. kerfuffle. The long-term kerfuffle. Mm. I'm sure that's what they'll uh, call it in the history books, Camp. <laughs> scandal. <laughs> oh, a scandal. The great like big sc- uh, sunder kerfuffle. Mm. <laughs> Perfect. Still, we're, we're going to have to take him into our confidence with this, and I don't see why that uh, uh, should be a problem. I mean, he already knows it's, just... it's a thing, doesn't he? We've told yeah. him before. He's aware, yeah. he's just not seen it. Alright, that being the case, I think, yeah, it's our best bet. God's poor Olsen. We owe him a drink. Already. We owe him... We, we owe should him get a... him, like, a fruit basket. We owe him a fucking vineyard at this point. <laughs> what we owe him is a ship. I'm yeah, honest. we do. <laughs> well, we've nearly got enough for one, haven't we? Yeah. That one being made. Yes. Mm. Well, you oh. can have that one. We should maybe send to Benny about that. Yeah, we'll mm. mm. Also, just out of character clarification, have we actually selected a commanding officer for the witch's tip yet? Uh, no, you you really should do that before yeah. like the <laughs> following day. We're the we worst. really need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing at a time, though. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, let's finish the pancakes and head over there. Pancakes. <laughs> So you uh, okay? You're gonna he- uh, head over to there. One moment. I'm just uh, not enough fucking memory. Sorry. This is there is uh, some. In- I'm trying to trying to to open up a thing so that I can, if I need to give, if I need to do something, it's not giving too much. There we go. Okay. So you finish off, scarf your pancakes, head over to the battery. Um, Alton, actually, uh, you were able to find very easily. He's at his office, uh, and as you uh, as you knock uh, and open the door, he looks up. Oh, fantastic! You're early. What? Uh, get... <sighs> right, must have forgotten it. Uh, we've got a uh, briefing in about forty minutes. Oh God, we need you immediately then. Um... Sorry, don't know how else to put that. Um... Right. How many minutes are we going to need to do this in? Twenty. Um, it's ten minutes for each of the things. It's ten minutes per end. Ten minutes. Yeah, and you need to look at the pass to get that first. So, like thirty minutes. Right. Okay. Uh, and you need me for this. Yep. Yeah. We also need your sending room clear. Um. Yeah, it's so that you don't miss out on any information that comes in in the meantime. We need a secure location. Quickly you know, explain this. He sort of you see him pinch the bridge of his nose. Okay, right. Um, it will stop me becoming other people during the fight. Oh, that's great. One moment, <clears throat> Chelsea. 
send a message. I, I've got to be there on time, but just I'm not going to be available for the next 35 minutes, okay? Right. Thank you, I'm sorry. <sighs> right, come on, let's get, let's the get this the best option we could think of so that you wouldn't miss important sendings, but we also wouldn't blow a hole in the boat, potentially. Oh, that's fine, just don't blow a hole in my, in my fort. I'm sure this is going to be a... Your fort's made of stone. You <laughs> head over to the, uh, the sending room very quickly. Oh, we're going to need some prison stuff. Okay, oh, you get the manacles. Got that. I, right. I, he, uh, Corson has a set of manacles that he purchased specifically for this. Okay, forget the manacles, they've got their own. Right, you. Sorry, I'm going to get you to clear out. Yeah. I'll tell you if you can come back in if we need to send a, a, any messages specifically. It's actually, they don't really have any majors, but there are a bunch of uh, clerics uh, from St. Purity and St. Furies who are doing sending mage duty if they mm-hmm. need to send anything. Um, I'm sorry, this sounds so terrifying, but please don't listen at the door um, because. I don't want you to find out things that could get you killed by someone. The purity clerics kind of look a little offended at the idea that they would listen at the door. The St. Fury That's not cl- a threat, it's just scary. The, the clerics of St. Fury kind of shrug as if, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Alton ushers them out, grabs a pencil and pa- a, a pen and paper, and he goes, right, okay, you just get started, I'm going to get some work done and make some notes if anything comes through, right? Thank you, sorry. Okay. It's going to be weird. Can. This is a lot before second breakfast, I understand, but yeah, it, we needed to do this now. Okay, so what do you want to do first? After I, manacling... I mean, I think we might as well look first and then purge, yeah. or do other people think yeah. like purge? I, I, think I mean, yeah, because otherwise you're... Sensible way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it's like back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, manacles, my favourite. Okay. Just give me a warning when you're picking it up, it feels terrible. Alright. Uh, here we go. Gently does it. Now, okay. Uh show me Oh mother finger snap on the seventh of falling leaves in the year nine hundred and ninety seven. Okay, the eyes spun, you focus, and after about ten minutes from everyone else, you fall into it. And you find yourself plunging down into the dark. Before a bubble comes up to you, and you step into the room of what what feels like the room of some sort of castle uh, like a tower of some description you can't really see too clearly what's outside the, the drapes are drawn because, but standing in front of a full length mirror uh, with an elaborate frame is a hunched, older-looking, in fact, just elderly and huge-looking woman. Her features a deep violet, gnarled and twisted. And she looks at the mirror, and you realise 
through the mirror, she's looking at you. And you see yourself reflected within it. Can you see me? That I can. And hear you as well. How the fuck is this working? To begin with, greetings. I am called Old Mother Fingersnap. Yes, I'm aware. And whom do I have the pleasure of speaking to? I gave you my name in another reality, I suppose. Fuck it. Uh, Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. I'd shake, but we're talking through a mirror. Century do you come? I think I'll leave that. Hmm. Well, if you are here, then I am gone. And the echo I left has reached you. You were in the dreamfold. Hmm. If you carry it, then perhaps it found you in a dream when you were close to the edge. Yep. I placed up an imprint within my eye. Ah. It has little power except to guide. Guide where? Guide whom? If you allow it, it will teach you, train you to use the eye as its intended bearers do. What was it supposed to do? To guide the world on the path of destiny. That sounds sort of terrible. Um, I don't know if that's just a weird reflex I have at this point, but... Who, whose idea of what destiny is does this follow? The Krakens? You have a part of it. So the intended bearers, they were to guide the world to what the Kraken willed would be destiny. Explain to me why I'd want that. I'm very curious. I assume that you do not do you? If I did, I would not need to hide from them. The eye can shield you from their sight, but while you hold it, you are so vulnerable to them. The echoes from the past and future or other people? 
the other bearers of the storm. And who are they? They are known to me, some, but this is the worst. She gestures, and you see the image in the magic mirror change. Again, poor driving rain, the sound of thunder, and stood on a ship of silvery wood. You see the bright red hair of the elven deep caller. I know her. Well, not personally, but... And she may well know you. Oh yeah, I think so. If you have come too close. To the Kraken? To its heart. Yeah. It's well. <laughs> I swapped for a week, does that count? Yes. You have found a power by having it turned upon you. What? The power, should you find use for it, to place your essence, your will, you might call it your soul, within another. On purpose? If you so will it. So the time that I swapped for a week, that... And we sort of knew the other end of that was on purpose. But I, I could potentially do it to her. Could you do it on a specific day? Yes. Against those who are skilled in the use of the eye... They may wield it as a shield. It is that that you should learn, or you are weak to this again if you come too close to her gaze. And yet, you might be able against another such wielder to turn it. Not for long, against the eldest, but you could buy yourself minutes, even a second, when the time is right. That could be enough. What would it do to me? Come on, there's always a payoff. Oh, yes. If you could send your reflection to another, knowing it could die, would you? I don't know. What happens to theirs, their soul? Does it go into me, or does it go somewhere else? It is pushed into the sea. Ah, like I was. She always swims there, in everything, all at once. Are you suggesting that this is a sort of um, 
terrifying metaphorical sea that is all around us and the Kraken is always in it. Broadly speaking. That's the worst. I have been generous with my information. But to but I do not have the time in these ten minutes to teach and train you. So how do we do that? What happens? If you accept it, I do can teach you to access the echo that I have placed within the eye. What does that give you? Do you come back to life? Do you have influence? Nothing short of true divinity can restore a hag that is killed. Our souls are not so easy to snatch back from the edge. So if somebody who was a hag or like a hag died, they'd be very hard to bring back, is what you're saying. When you die, you pass somewhere. There is a line. An edge. And if one knows how, one may reach to that edge and snatch you back before you pass beyond. But we are creatures of this world, and this world alone. You don't go to the edge. For us, there is life eternal, and death from which there cannot be return. Well, that's comforting in one way and horrifying in another, Um, so thank you. Such is the trade. Yeah. So you can't come back. So what do you get out of it? Why? Why would you be interested in teaching me? I'm just some weirdo you've seen in a vision a couple of times, maybe. Hmm. Would you like to know a secret? Always. I have never seen you in the future. That would make sense. Mm. The future changes. It wriggles and twists, always to destruction. But it changes. And you're looking at a version that I'm not in. I was when this time and this place was real. And I uh, act, I must act, as if it is. But experience tells me that I am the echo and you must be real. You're right. Just be warned that when our roles are reversed, you may not think the same. I know, no one ever does. You do not know how many times she has interrogated you now that she knows you exist. 
Yeah. Yeah, how much information does she have? Is there a way to know that? There's a pause and a nod. How? It is a skill you can learn. How long will that take? These things can take days or weeks or months to learn fully. I was not lying when I said I do not have the time here to what teach. What if I don't have the time? I don't have a lot of time. Then listen to my echo. Heed well, and she will try to find the fastest ways. I had to figure it out the hard way. You will have a mentor. But I do not offer this for free. <laughs> yeah, of course. What's the price, Hag? End destiny. What does that mean? Narrow it down. The future shifts, it wriggles, it turns, and always they try to find the path, the perfect path where everyone lives. Yes? And they have never found it. Hope can be a cruel prison. Especially if you believe yourself all-seeing. She turns, and you can see there is a there is an hourglass set up next to her, which is almost, which is about about three minutes left. It will take much of the remaining time for me to teach you how to use, how to unlock the echo. Okay. There's or, no like purple hag magic happening, is there? Not that you can see. She seems only to be able to rely on your word. And indeed yeah. she does say, then give me your word. Will it just be my word? I know how words work with you. You're dead. But is that enough? I'm bound to someone who's dead. <laughs> One of yours, actually. Oh? Olga. I don't know the name yet. After this time. Wow, that's weird. Just your word. I am just a memory. Then you have my word. She conjures in the air, just turns her hands, and you see like a little ring on her finger flash, releasing some stored magic. Um, and you can see that previously invisible in one hand, flashes into existence the same eye you carry in a, on a little golden chain. Hold it like so. 
Mm-hmm. Allow. She stretches out her hand towards you. I stretch out mine. She doesn't move to like tip it into your hand. Oh, I put you mine place above it onto her. And it's strange. You, like your hand passes through hers, but you can feel the eye. This is strange. Indeed. It is here. It will always be here until it is no more. Now, feel within it the current, the rushing, the passing of tides, ebbing and flowing like the blood within your vessels. It is a familiar tide, is it not? Yeah, I think I can always feel it somewhere in the background. Now, place one hand to your neck and feel your own pulse. Feel where the rhythm matches. Feel where it does not. Mm -hmm. And place one hand to the mirror where the storm rages. Do you say? You feel a rhythm there as well, a rushing of the tide back and forth. And as you hold your hand to your neck, one hand to your neck, one hand to the mirror, you realize those two rhythms together make up the pulse that you're feeling from the eye. Almost, though, as you realize. You have noticed the discrepancy, though. Yes. One more beat hidden within. Is that from you? That is me. That is, well, the one at the top is me. Mm -hmm. I advise you not to dig deeper than that surface echo. What do you mean? In time, you could learn to store an echo of yourself in this, as did those who owned this before me. They're all in here. Those who desired to leave an imprint of themselves for those who survived them. <laughs> well, that's uh, mortifying, honestly. We were not the first to learn this trick. Hmm. Now, focus on that third beat. Mm-hmm. Feel it. And push with the same sense that you do when you use the spirit that runs and is woven through you. I do. There's just a moment and you feel something resist and then give. And you see another finger snap in the mirror. Right. The second finger snap gives a slow clap. Oh, really? For my first lesson, as you pushed, pull. Okay. You do so. 
and you see the image of finger snap in the mirror dissipate and seems to pull back and you realize you can feel that pulse again more strongly. Right. As the, uh, you can see the last grains of the hourglass running down. Our time is at an end. Can I ask the echo questions? You have time for three questions. From you? Well, sorry, I, I actually misheard that. From you? I, I asked from her or from the echo when I get out? Oh, did, can I ask you questions? Yeah. What you asked? Sorry. Uh, like, the echo, I left that echo only with information as to how to use the eye. Mm -hmm. If you have questions for me, ask quickly. What does ending destiny actually mean? You were very flowery before. It means... Destroy all the eyes, stop trying, what does it mean? End prophecy. Destroy the eyes. Will that fix it? Does that stop the world ending? As the grains are running out. It's a very good start. How do you kill the Kraken? <laughs> just in case, just in case you have any idea. I don't know. But I know that once there were three. Now there are two. And the bubble pops. You feel yourself rush back to the surface. Oh, that was extremely disturbing, gang. How good. That's our specialty. Yeah. You're right. Ah. You know, I'm not sure this is one we should put Alton through. Uh... So I might explain that properly when we're completely done. Okay. Alright. Just feels like a bit much, really. No, um, there's stuff I can right. do maybe later today. But, yeah, I just think it's maybe a bit much for somebody who isn't the three of us. Uh, sorry, no, no offence, I'm sure you could handle it, but I think you have quite enough to handle. Uh, can you see him kind of look up from writing something down? Uh, yeah, he's clearly transcribing okay. something that he can, only he can hear. Oh, fuck, no, we have we have message stones. I'm going to do it through that. <laughs> Tell them everything through the message stones. Yeah. I give well. you a, I give you a rundown in our brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um carrying around potentially load loads of echoes of scary people. I be um, I immediately want to look and see who they are and it's such a bad idea. Me too. Um if the awful hag tells you it's dangerous, probably worth listening, but yeah. I really want to poke that sleeping dragon. I want to poke it so badly, and but mostly what I quite like is that potentially I could swap with this scary Reaver woman at the right moment. Yeah. Yes, that's useful to know. And I mean, if it's at the right moment... It's horrifically risky, but um, you're supposed to lose your head in that fight. 
So Rather risk is relative. Well, anything we can do to um, keep it firmly attached to my neck, I'm, um, I'm in favour of. Oh yeah, here for that. Yeah, me too. So, um, scary Kraken's eye training from a hag. Um, oh, also, Scamp, um, it's really hard yeah. for hags to come back, she told me. Oh, no, Olga. I just, I thought you'd want to know, apparently, um, I they really don't, do. they don't go to the edge, like we do, because they're supposedly of this world completely, to such a point where it's really hard for them to die, but when they do, they're kind of fucked. Okay. Well, that sounds really good. Yeah, I know you, yeah. I know you have funny dreams and worry and stuff, so... Yeah, oh, yeah. Felt like oh, a good thing what? to pass on. Oh. Honestly, I think the only reason I don't really I mean, have Olga dreams is because I'm too busy dreaming about fire, so like, fair play, you know? <laughs> I mean, and I also have the worry that, okay, if hags can't come back, who else can't come back? What about Clara? What about... Um, I'm immediately, immediately horrified about Clara. I mean, maybe do tell Clara because I think if it concerns Clara, Clara being nightmare. careful, then maybe we should tell Clara because I'm not being funny. You two treat death a bit differently now that you know that I can bring you back, right? Just a little bit. I mean, I've always had a bit of a. It's never a guarantee. Thing anyway. I know it's anyway. never a guarantee, but didn't you start thinking about it a little bit differently when you knew somebody could bring you back who was close to you? I've brought back a lot of people who were going to die otherwise. And to but be honest, I see your point. There's a bit of me that still thinks it wouldn't work on me. I don't know why. I just have this feeling that there's no guarantee it would work, so it'd be a waste of your time. So, there well, is no uh, fuck to off. Test that. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you dare think that we wouldn't try. I know, but I think you'd be wasting your phoenix down. Um, just stop fucking talking. I know. We don't know that. You don't know that. We can't know that. Hey, I'm pract- I'm one seventh a god, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I really need you to not talk so casually about me not being able to bring you back, because um, it's. Hey, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not planning on going. You won't need to, because I'm not going. Okay. Right. Scamp. In a voice that, although he generally is trying to make himself a bit more audible, this time only you can hear. Fred says, I honestly have no idea. Try not to die. Okay, I'll really get, I will, I will. Um, but yeah, I, I actually disagree, Cause, and I think we have to tell Clara. At least that bit. It's her mortality, like, she needs to know. Yeah. Because it might be that it doesn't apply to her and she's not enough hag, but it might be that she's exactly the right amount of hag. Also, it'll stop some of the nightmares, or at least help them. Yes. She'll know Olga isn't coming back. Yeah. Well, that's uh, worth it, I suppose, but it's just... You can't keep something like that from her. No, and I know she's the same age as your son, but some... But she ain't. (sighs) Some children don't... (laughs) This is a lot to lay on a person, is all I'm saying. Oh, yeah, no, we're not doing it lightly. It's just that, you know, it's important. It's important she knows. Frankly, this is hers and not ours. 
It's at that point, it's about whether she can be brought back from the dead or not. It affects what what risks she'll take forever. You know? Yeah. When it's safety and autonomy, it's not ours, it's hers. Do you think if you used it seven times on me, I'd be a full god? (laughs) 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 So I think that might be worth trying. Time's ticking. A little voice in my head has just informed me. So we should do the other two. I'm excited. Who's excited? Oh, I can't wait to meet all of them. All right, let's get this over with then. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's let's bind your hands. Let's stop. I don't, talk- oh. I don't feel like I've left that. I think we've just had this chat. Yeah, but <laughs> like, how much risk do we want to take? What's is is the information worth it, or do we just full on gag you at this point? The information could be worth it. Yes. Yeah. We don't we don't know that it's not, so we have to assume it is. What if it saves Corzin's life in a few days? What if you blow up the room? Then I trust We've you taken to every deal with it. Precaution we can reasonably take. Okay. Also, okay. I'll blow up the room whether you gag me or not. If I'm that kind of person. <laughs> a yes. lot of my spells just need me to speak. Just saying. I I'm terrified of not knowing things. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, let's tie your hands as like. Full of like mittens. Oh yeah, like make it difficult. Okay, so precaution. We should get some special mittens. You are manacled up, and your hands are bound up like mittens, with rope as well. Uh, My fingers are warm. Well, good, <laughs> cozy, be nice. Mm, sweaty hands. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll a d6, please, as they raise oh, no. the eye and the little... Oh, no. The colour wheel dies. Four. Four. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Is he doing a face? I can hear a face. Um, he's, like, not making eye contact with me right now, so I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay. As you look at it, you feel yourself suddenly fall forwards into the past. Um, and with a splashing, you find yourself uh, sat. Uh, okay, you find yourself uh, halfway through running through open field. Um, before you kind of like your body arrests itself in the confusion you I look down at my hands and body and try and figure out who I am okay uh, so for this one moment I realise there's a critical bit of information I need to just grab up well done Bill well done Bill the anvil that's well okay so you have uh, bright scarlet skin Ooh. Uh, you're, uh, you can f- you see, catch a glimpse of long red gold hair uh, cascading down, uh, down 
Uh, not really cascading down your shoulders. It's tied back in a tail. But you see, you see the tail pop uh, forwards, and you are able to catch a glimpse, or and you'll be able to see your clothing. Um, you are in a bright, uh, a bright yellow kind of dress, cut through with uh, repeating black patterning. Uh, around the hands. You are wearing uh, slightly baggy leggings underneath it, tucked into boots, and you see an absolutely adorable um, a cheen child, uh, probably, you want to say like three or four, um, with blue skin, blue feather hair with yellow flecks at the end, and wide golden eyes. And she's in one of the, she's in like a version of what you're wearing, but it's in blue with repeating black patterns, and she's got like a puffy jacket type equivalent on. <laughs> and like one of those child is much smaller than jacket is situations. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and you can see that you were in the process of like, chasing after her, you realise from your own body you feel like young, like teens, early teens young. It's kind of how it mm. feels. Um, and you feel like you're in the process of chasing her because she continues doing her giggling child model. Well, apparently I'm going fast. to get you, so you better run! <laughs> <laughs> she laughs and, and carries running. Um... I do that, like, running slower than you can actually run because you're chasing a child. Yeah, and it feels like this is what you were doing before. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah, I'm not out of breath, am I? uh, You can see that you are on, not far off the edge, of a settlement, actually. Um, So let me just see. From what you can see in the distance. Well, you can definitely see farmlands around, although... A lot of the land is actually grazing land rather than strict farmland. You do see uh, the little clumps, uh, like planted rows here in, uh, in places, of the clumps of squash, beans, and uh, corn uh, that you're used to seeing actually in plant. But it's a little bit less intensive than you've seen the panuki do. Uh, there seems to be, this doesn't have the same sort of elaborate drainage ditches. Uh, an irrigation channels feeling that you got when you visited Inyan. Uh, instead, um, the feeling of the of the t- of the town that you can see is almost almost very transient. Um, towards the center, uh, you can see that there are solid uh, structures, uh, much more. Or here we go. Uh, of timber baked clay uh, dyed kind of like coloured red in the walls with actually very bright with again those swirling brightly coloured patterns towards the centre um, but uh, and there are maybe about 20 of these permanent kind of looking structures clustered around a mu- uh, what almost something that reminds you a little bit of the windmills you saw when you went around uh, Seoul, but not quite the same. Uh, it doesn't, as the intent doesn't really seem to be to catch the wind and do work, but rather there is a solid kind of baked clay base with 
tall wooden sort of structure with a tall wooden structure, almost like almost like a scout a watchtower over it. Uh, but wooden slats have been painted in bright colours as well, and hanging from poles are streamers in multiple colours that just mm. blow and catch in the wind. Uh, an aesthetic which is repeated in the camp. The much larger camp of temporary structures that surrounds it. As you can see, um, buildings that are kind of. You've never really seen like a yurt or a gur before um, as Celestia, but if you had, they would look not dissimilar. Stru- uh, temporary camp structures of. Um, of hide and canvas uh, built on wood but like when i say that you kind of imagine like like you know camping tents in a field these and some of them are particularly the poorer ones around the outside but for the most part these are you know when you see when you go to like a wedding and you get the elaborate marquees yeah think that's but scaled up a bit the tent, the hide tents are very bit like some of the most elaborate ones have similar sort of brightly colored swirling patterns. Even the um, simpler ones have again usually like a single bright color, uh, at least in a band along it, and repeating black patterns. Um, with uh, uh, with again a, a tendency towards curlicues and swirls. And everyone has at least one brightly coloured streamer on it. Mm. The whole there is a wind that picks up, and the whole uh, uh, and it's it's as if the upper parts of this tent city are alive. The tents definitely seem to be clustered in like clear camps, but there are, but there is there is also clearly organisation. There are well trodden paths in between the places where camps can be laid out. Uh, the centre even has more permanent sort of roading, uh, road built around it. But again, the feeling is that it's almost as if people have declared, here is a city, you and your clan may come and go as you wish. Oh, that's super cool. And you can see that each clan, they, yeah, there's some, there's some uh, kind of permanent planted agriculture but there's but there are herds of um, there are herds of horses of buffalo of goats and so on grazing on the long grass and like being carefully tended by brightly colored achieve mm. all around you do notice though there is uh, an anomaly um, not complete anomaly, because even in the centre, as you look peer in, you can see there are human, the uh, occasional humans and orcs there, mostly leading. Uh, uh, there's there's one particular group that you see is haggling in a brightly coloured bazaar uh, over what appear to be just like uh, a wagon full of pots and pans <laughs> and various utensils. Uh, while the while the Achin on the opposite side is pointing to like various richly dyed looking fabrics, and there's there, there there is you don't know if this is going to is this is one of those hard uh, bargains that is either going to result in ev- in a fist fight or everyone getting drunk at the end of the day. Mm, you genuinely and are not sure which. Yeah. <laughs> 
so there are they're very much the minority but you do see the occasional human and all but much more standing out are the group of humans and orcs mostly orcs dismounting uh, from a series uh, from a small kind of column of um, horses probably about 30 of them in total most of whom are wearing red coats if actually all of whom are wearing red coats and uh, you can see led by a human woman uh, at the f- is she yes uh, by a human woman with blonde hair uh, at the front. She looks probably on a Jovian in heritage. Um, they have. Um, you can see that they that uh, that they do have muskets, but they're like holstered. You can see that they're uh, uh, like they're, uh, they're on their backs. They're not drawn or anything. And you notice around that big kind of central uh, building, there is a small gathering of a chin who seem to be expecting them, including someone you recognize. Um, mostly the, most of the people involved in the picture, especially the person at the front, uh, who is a blue-skinned chin, like in a, in a kind of more almost like a version not dissimilar to the kind of long sleeveless coat that you've seen, say, uh, uh, the Telesinero, Odinone's uncle, wear, but this one made of dyed uh, hide and leather rather than cloth. Um, You do actually see Telesinero. Oh. He looks about 20 years younger. Um... There are thereabouts, like definitely a good couple of decades younger. He's there. He's not alone, though. Uh, you also see next to him holding a little kind of like uh, even younger than the child you've been chasing, like maybe like one and a half year old little swaddled mm. uh, baby infant uh, is another uh, is another of uh, Achin. Uh, unlike uh, Telesinero's kind of ochre skin and reddish hair, she's uh, she's got a similar sort of like white, uh, like dead white skin, dead white uh, feathers appearance to Odinone. Babi Odinone. <laughs> Babi. Uh, the Babi, the, the Babi, I will note, uh, does not, uh, does not, as far appear to be Odinone, but rather has uh, the ochre uh, coloured skin that tells the narrative. But definitely Babi Odinone's uncle, uh, Odinone's uncle's Babi. So like, mm. Babi Odinone cousin. <laughs> Babi. Um, Speaking of babies, I have probably scooped mine up by now. I imagine. <laughs> oh yeah, you scoop uh, you scoop her up, uh, and she giggles. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> Yay! And it's in that sort of um, you. Do, uh, I think we've previously established you don't automatically get translations. No, I don't. So she goes. Ah, bulls! <laughs> this is going to be fun, isn't it? Mm. Do you know Ella. <laughs> 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 
he snuggles up to you. Um, you see the kind of uh, little delegate delegation of redcoats moving into the central uh, building. It's probably not that far away. Mm. What do you do? Deposit the child somewhere and kind of, kind of try and put her down. But she, but uh, the little girl follows after you. Oh, fine. <laughs> Um, I stick her on my shoulders. <laughs> you see her, you, you hear her singing like you pick her up, and she kind of bops side to side and sings what might actually be a nonsense song in a tune, or it might just be the, like it's a more sensical song. It has that nursery rhyme sort of rhythm to it, so you're not sure it would make sense even if you could understand. Mm, that's what sort she of said. that singing that kids do. Where you're like, is that a real song, or are you just making sounds because it's fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The... Uh, I just I just pop her on my shoulders and bob with her. <laughs> you um, head up. You kind of get out, uh, uh, sneak up into the street nearby, and the the doors are kind of open. This is they're clearly the 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 town here has a bit of a uh, has has a fairly straightforward approach to like you know this sort of matter being public, and they don't necessarily care too much. I mean, don't get me wrong, actually, that now there are like a couple of uh, guards wearing the wielding the distinctive glaive like uh, weapons that the Achin have, but you, you just get close enough and child hearing's pretty damn good. You're able to catch peaks of what's going on through. Uh, it's not so much a, a door as like a bunch of, str- of, of flaps of like a coloured leather serving as like a, a curtain. It's like a beaded curtain, but less annoying. Um, and it does blow a bit in the wind. So you catch glimpses here and there of people stood around a wide, col- colourful table of, again, that distinctive sort of machine-shaped wood. And you catch snatches of the discussion. The woman at the head of the delegation is, Now I understand that there's been certain tensions and uh, um. I want you to know, uh, Skasha, that, that we are absolutely here to set the uh, set the minds of the Yachi to uh, to rest. The figure at the head of this whole affair, with the bright coloured, um, with the, with the sort of uh, a blue skin and actually quite quite big kind of like hair he's just one of those people well feathers but he's just one of those people who's like the feather equivalent of like when you get someone whose hair just like puffs up and out and they get it's imagine like the Achin equivalent of Doc Brown hair <laughs> brilliant um, and a couple of the feathers have gone a little bit white in places you actually guess probably more from age because they go to black at the ends mm. rather than um, uh, rather than just it being his coloration this thing I was just going to check. Okay, yes, we are we are in this place, so it's so we're going for this. <clears throat> I appreciate that, Colonel Leatherfoot. However, we are concerned about the encroachment of farms on the areas around Aptak. The we believe that the number of settlements is in violation of the treaty as previously discussed. Well, I can see how that might be a concern to you, but I am 
assured, and I wish to assure you, that our extension, our expansion is uh, entirely within the limits of the treaty as discussed. You hear uh, <coughs> a cough, and you recognize Odenone's as uh, uncle, Telesinero speaking. If I may, if I may, of course, Telesinero, forget, uh, forgive any intrusion. I do not believe you have met. Well, indeed, I have not. Colonel Sally Riverford, absolute pleasure to meet you. Uh, what was it again? Telesinero. Telesinero. She's not as old as you'd be. Temusanero. I am here visiting with my family and was invited by the Sky Shepherd of the yes, of the Odesanero clan. Well, it's a jolly pleasure to meet you. And what was it you wanted to bring up? I have studied the treaties in question, and it is very clear you should not be passing beyond the river Ab. However, we have detected very clearly an increasing number of your farms and plantations being established on the northern banks. Well, I'm curious what exactly you want us to do about that? Are we going to evict these farm folks out of their farms? That is quite the problem that we have been dealing with. I am afraid that there has already been bloodshed, as a number of these farmers have sought to deny us access to our grazing lands. It seems we are at something of an impasse then. After all, it is something of a destiny for all peoples to seek to do the best for their own. And inevitably, these things must come to a head. We of the Yorchi are a peaceful people. We do not desire for there to be conflict. We will fight back if provoked, but do not take that as a provocation. It is simply that we wish you to adhere to the terms that have been laid out. Well, that's mighty civil of you. Mighty civil of you. Tell me, do you play chess at all? I have heard of it, but I am not a player. Tersinero says, I have played it myself. Why is this relevant? Well, you see, smart chess player knows that you've always got to be thinking several moves ahead. They always know that sooner or later, no matter how much you feign and dance around, 
it's going to come to a conflict. And it's just a question of who managed to get their pieces in place. What are you talking about? See, we have another saying where I come from. I think it originated in Haldanus, at first, but we've taken it on our own. Do you know what they call, they say the first uh, rule of uh, warfare is? You hear a clicking sound. No, I am not familiar with that. The first rule of warfare is deception. And you hear the crack of a pistol. And from all around the city, you hear the sounds of gunfire. You turn, you see the, you see lines and lines of redcoats standing up out of hiding places, surrounding the tent city. Uh, and all of this is overtaken, though, as the girl in your, in your arms reaches out in the direction of the Sky Shepherd, who you see falling, and calls out, Pata! I take her away and try and hide with her. You run. Try and find a hiding place. That's the immediate impulse. You run and you run hard and fast. Try and like bury her face in my shoulder a bit so she doesn't see too much. Screams come, fire. uh, There is the flash of fire and smoke all around you. Um, there, uh, as suddenly the entire city erupts into chaos and violence, as the war breaks into uh, as less of a war and more of a slaughter comes into being. There's a moment where you see one of the redcoats comes out uh, of just like almost the alleyways created by the hide. Um, uh, by, by the hide, just uh, the, the hide uh, tents, and surprises you. In a moment that feels true to the past, you see him uh, panic at seeing someone to the side of him and slash uh, to the side with his musket. You feel the blade cut through your cheek. Just the tip of it, just missing your eye before coming up to your uh, to your brow, and something in in a cut deep enough that you know it will leave a scar. Um, and the little girl screams at you, Eleonora! And about that moment, the vision passes into the next one. But as to the fallout from that. We're going to need to wait until these, until after these, no doubt important messages. Oh yay, oh yay! It is the 21st of falling leaves in the year of the Regent 1798, and the news is as follows. Last night saw an end to a long-standing gang war, allowing citizens of New Aldmark to once again like, rate, share, and subscribe to Flintlocks and Fireballs. The city of New Aldmark would like to deny any allegations that this was a sponsored endorsement. And welcome back. 
You hold the ring and the eye up to Celestia's features. Celestia suddenly gets a... blinks once and then starts uh, looking around in a panic. Well, no, not initially in a panic, just with a bit of confusion, then swiftly growing into panic, especially when she realises that she is, uh, I think, yep, she's got her hands manacled behind her and the fingers bound, uh, tied to a chair. At which point her first reaction is, she just starts screaming. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, (coughs) everything's fine. There is uh, immediately a the door to this listening room, like to this uh, to, to the uh, sending room, cracks uh, like opens, and about six guards uh, rush in. And Alton looks up, and goes, "Oh no, no, no! It's fine, it's fine." What, what? That's wrong voice. <clears throat> no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, we're expecting this. Just, that's uh, right. Uh, back out you go, back out you go. If you hear me cry out for you, come back in. The militia. Probably sensible. Militiamen sort of like, Unless, look at this. you know, it, the next one is all sudden, in which case that's going to get really complicated. Right, out you go. They look very confused at the just screaming Celestia. And then That's awkwardly fine. close the door. It's getting under. Another. Cousin, I might uh, yeah. have forgotten uh, to cast the language thing again. Uh, oh, blast! Yeah, look, look around in a panic. I know, Sadira. I know, Sadira. Understand me? Yeah. I know. It's okay. Oh, um. <laughs> make make a. Persuasion check. Yeah, we, we can only do this with tone. There's no language. Is persuasion a skill? I've I, I forgotten my I've forgotten in my systems. Apparently, I think it's diplomacy. Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Persuasion. 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 I think it's persuasion. Oh, yeah. I suddenly split between different. Diplomacy's fourth edition, I think. Yeah, yeah it's persuasion. It's persuasion. And I rolled a twenty-two. Sixteen years of fucking flipping DMing experience. Gosh, it's probably closer to like 20 at this point. Anyway. Editions get muddy. Yeah, don't worry. 20. Uh, (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Look, there's a monkey. Look at the nice monkey. (laughs) Is that a tune? I think so. Did we not have any a tune? Or are we the worst? Um, poor. I guess you spent like a week there. So, if the pair of you want to roll intelligence checks to, to, to find out if you picked up any I mean, phrases or anything from that time you spent with Odinone, go ahead. Yeah, best yeah. hope we've got really. So, Ooh, um, intelligence for me that's decent. Intelligence is the seventeen. Eleven. Okay. Uh, causing honestly, you've been busy working your way through the gigantic uh, yeah. <laughs> language and pronunciation guide that um, Philippe gave you. So this is all a bit going over your head. Um, you kind of like a lot of things. <laughs> Scam. You kind of wince and put together a bit of the gab of the gambling 
And in that sort of like vague pigeon way, um, you kind of try and mix the... Well, her body language is very constricted by virtue of being stuck in a um, it, like in a chair and tied up. Uh, but she she's rattling off uh, a bun a, a lot very quickly in a team. Um, she seems to be worried about uh, you would guess her situation, uh, the being tied up. Uh, you don't think she's registered the different body yet. And she seems to be worried about someone called Anu or Anu Sadira. Say hello. <laughs> uh, you do. You you yeah. You you know how to say. It. I'm going to say without seventeen. You can say it like you you have. You've got more of a gist of like certain words popping out than a really solid understanding. You can just about manage. Um, hello, goodbye. Uh, well, the, it's the equivalent of please, but it's not really the word please. Like that's just a very joven thing. Please in the chin is more like crying out, please don't kill me, than like a, like just, you know, please can you pass the salt. Um, mm. But, you know, you know the equivalent of that. Oh, and you know how to say two goat's milks, please. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I do. Hello. Uh, uh, do, uh, she moves her shoulders if she wants to raise her hand, but like, uh, no, 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 Oh, sorry, oh, I've already forgotten the words you said. Uh, so, I- I'm gonna say you, like, you, you know, kind of please and thank you, hello and goodbye. Sorry hasn't really come up. Oh, no. I'm just going to smile and say hello again. But the kind of smile that doesn't show my teeth. She kind of continues in this vein for a few minutes, realize, then seems to notice like the fact that she's not in her own body, freaks out again, oh, no. starts start screaming. Comprehend languages. This is a disaster. Yeah, you just you just start this for the next time. <laughs> um, unless you want to try anything else, uh, you uh, or like try and get any other information out of her. She continues in a cycle of panicking, not having no idea what's going on, calling out for some someone called Anu, um, and this uh, until the ten minutes elapses. I'm gonna do my best in the full knowledge that they cannot understand anything I'm saying, yeah. but I'm just gonna keep um, saying it's all right. We're not gonna hurt you. Like just. Keeping the tone very calming, neutral. It, like it's literally the best that um, Corson can do at the moment. Okay, roll an insight check. Okay. Mm, that's not good. That's an eight. 
Yeah, she's just freaked out by this whole situation. Um, Understandable. <laughs> okay. You you do your best to try and keep her calm, but the the situation, the fact that none of you, neither of you speak the language, um, in enough detail, she 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 pretty much continues to just have a, a, a bit of a panic attack about the whole situation, and then um, ten minutes elapse since. Can I ask you to roll a d6, please? Well, this is going back oh. somewhere nice. We have mm. nice and calm with us. Now we have a bit of danger and everything's four? a bit better than this. You need to re-roll four, don't I? Yeah. We use a different d6. That one only wants to do fours. <laughs> five? Ooh, five. Is he doing a face? Is thinking is doing deep thinking. Oh no! You, as you are, uh, as you feel the slash of the blade across your face uh, from the red coat, there is a uh, there is a a blare of intense pain, and then you and then the rushing of waves. and you find your, and you find you hear the roaring of the sea as the waves engulf you. Um, and the, and I'm actually going to say that the roaring of the sea does not abate. Uh, if anything, a moment later, it gets louder um, and more pronounced. Uh, it would actually get louder and more pronounced, except that I can't seem to find the, 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 the menu oh, responding to it. Oh, filler. Uh, this show is sponsored <laughs> by Warbertittles Weenus. Eat one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the slogan, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Warbertittles Weenus. Eat one. <laughs> so, um, you hear. No, the, the, the sound. 20% off Weenus with code. Sausage. <laughs> the, but, but no, you hear the sounds of water, of rushing waves, and you feel the now familiar sense of the ground rocking beneath you as you realize you are stood aboard a ship. Uh, you are, you blink, and you can see that it is cold icy cold um, it is the depth uh, yeah it's approaching the depths of winter there is a, a, there is a cold wind about you and you are stood on the forecastle of a sorry actually it'd be the aftercastle because you're, because you're near the wheel uh, of a ship um, st- uh, staring out at two other ships ahead of you, you recognise from your own memory the appearance of the form, the merchant. Uh, I think it might be the form, it was the merchant ship that came with them, as well as in the distance, the Charlie's Regret. And you realise oh, okay. that you are on the deck of the HMS Canard. Oh, 
god. Um, you look down and re- recognize the body you're in, the feeling of it. And yeah, if you want to, just to reach up. Yeah, touch the eyebrow. <laughs> you are once again back in the body of Captain Black, Black Tusk. Um, and there you can see, you actually remember this mo- moment from completely the other side. You, you think you can actually see in tiny forms yourselves mm. uh, on the ship fighting uh, as. Uh, as um, Brandy at the wheel is trying to uh, trying to steer the ship around uh, the crew the crew aboard this ship are racing to and fro uh, carrying out orders several of them looking to you uh, but one person is not looking to you for orders he is bellowing uh, like uncomfortably close to your ear. What are you waiting for? Shoot! Shoot! Damn it! And you see there is a young maybe like early 20s orc um, blue blue blue-grey skin uh, immaculately point like pointed and curled moustache and not so much a naval uniform, uh, but like he's got some medals, but rather dressed like a landward noble. Uh, and yeah, he at least definitely seems to consider you uh, 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 his inferior. That probably everyone else aboard the ship. Sorry, I've got nothing to say because I'm a massive cunt. You're damn right you are! Stop fucking about! I've ordered you! Fire on that ship! Well, I assume I did. What are you talking about? You haven't done anything! Right, I'm assuming, come on, fire on that ship! Oh, what? It wasn't... it wasn't him? One of the, uh, shipmates calls up. Uh... My, this should be, uh, yes. uh, Herr Baron, it is Duke to you, Duke, um, uh, your grace, they cannot hit the ship without firing through the, uh, through the phone, I gave you a command, I gave your captain a command, do you want that promotion or not, do not forget that if, that if my cousin reaches the uh, alt mark. It is over. Everything is over. I will see you swabbing decks in the worst places at the edges of the empire if the fishes don't get you first. We've been blaming the wrong guy here. Fuck me. Ah. I mean, they're both assholes. <laughs> Someone detained this man. He's lost his mind. Now. Lots of cannons! I wanna... You know how sometimes you get me to roll? Yeah. To resist what happened? Yeah. I would like to not. Okay, you just let the body... I'd like to let the moment body go. I might say weird stuff, but I yeah. want to see where it goes. You I want to feel know what the happened. intention come up to resist. 
the order. Is it your plan to fire through another ship? It's my plan to... It is my plan to settle this matter once and for all, and and this takes precedence over everything. That's fucking nuts, right? How dare you take that taunt with me? You'd shoot your own ship. Our own ship? Listen, then I found you. They are not worth it. (laughs) Everything is worth it. The the Empire's future, my future, is at stake. What empire are you saving if you start shooting up your own ships? Always, always it is the way people with no backbone. I want to make it clear to you, then. You are going to order your sailors to fire on that ship no matter what, or you are never seeing either of them again. Now you feel the the sense that to give it. That's you feel the sense that like your body wants to make to call out the order. Oh, you're a real bastard, aren't you? That's what it means to be the best. What was your name again? One moment. (laughs) You will address me as your grace, Duke Grigor of uh, of Altmark. And that succession will be assured once my stupid bitch cousin is dead. Wow. Oh, poor Unirau. Also, that thing is ridiculous. Why do you not shave the middle of it? Oh. Fuck oh, me, I'm man. I'm a big fan of Unibrow. I mean, I still hate him. Um. Cersei's so, so like having an out body experience. Maybe we Literally. need to protect Unibrow now? Uh. Fuck, this, uh, this shifts things, actually. You're a real twat. Where did you come from? Why haven't we met you before? He proceeds to. She's like, stop bothering faking. And me just watch over the next. He doesn't like. He he snaps his fingers and some marines come over and just sort of. They are sorry, Captain, but if you could uh, please step away from his view. Um. I do, I go and hit him. In the back of the head. <laughs> okay, <laughs> make there an attack aren't, roll. Because there aren't consequences that I want to. <laughs> um, what attack am I using? What is that? <laughs> you're hitting it, so just like. Decks? I guess. Or you, strength? Uh, I mean, you're using. Oh, yeah, you're using black tusks uh, here, so just add eight. Oh, God, uh, 24. <laughs> 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 24, okay. Yeah, you hit. Um, backhand him. You just... <laughs> do you want to backhand him? I want to backhand him, him yeah. yeah. You backhand him so hard it knocks the moustache awry. Like one side of the moustache awry. <laughs> I just felt like someone should, you okay. know, even if it's not real. You feel the oh, past yeah. crack a little because this didn't happen. <laughs> I need you to roll a charisma check. A save. Okay. Please, a charisma save. Um, I'm in. 
loads. Um, hang on. Because my save's real high. Uh, that's 28. Okay, you resist whatever's happening, but he just sees red. Strolls and lunatic overboard! I need to begin. Okay, yeah, you can try and hit him again. <laughs> the, honestly, the, the crew are like not really sure whether to actually follow that order because he's the screaming one. Would anyone else like a turn? It's but, really fun. But roll, roll <laughs> another attack and another save against... Um, um, the attack is an 18. Okay, that hits. Uh, you bloody his nose this time. The save is a 24. Uh, you feel, again, that splintering of reality. This time he just draws his pistol and fires at you. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he just shoots you... Uh, I mean, he sh- kind of tries to shoot you in the chest. You, like, the body's reflexes take over and you get a shoulder wound do instead. Do I have a gun? You do! <laughs> I'll shoot him in the fucking face. <laughs> I mean, you're using your own ability with you just see so. his red she's like, no, fuck this. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, not giving the order last to Last one with red. disadvantage. Last save with disadvantage, please. Yeah. <laughs> um... 14 is the last okay, save. Do um, you want the attack? Yeah. Um, well, the attack's like nothing. I rolled a 2. I don't know what his gun is. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, his gun's pretty good, but the but the, but the, um, the Duke can actually dodge that. <laughs> so he does out of the, fly out of the way just in time uh, that, uh, but that, uh, to avoid being shot in the face. Uh, he shoots you again this time you feel a rib splinter and just uh, and the guards um, seem to see which way this is going and you feel yourself punted overboard um, but the world kind of <laughs> as, as they go overboard I'm sitting over the back no regrets <laughs> <laughs> you, as you hit the water you hear the cracking of cannon as history reasserts itself, and a salvo of uh, of cannonballs fly through the form and into the regret, dealing the last critical blows that will lead to Brandy's form. I've never just hit someone in the past because there's no consequences. That was enormous fun. <laughs> that was my genuine impulse. I was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> I was not going to give the order to sink the regret under any circumstances. No. Absolutely not. Um, after ten solid minutes of screaming, <laughs> there's a moment where Celestia's <laughs> body... Links. Oh, incoming. Right. You see her sit up a little, like, uh, alarmed, but upright, doesn't immediately speak, just sort of looks around, taking the situation. Hello? Are you alright? Good. Looks around. I do not know what time it is. Good day. Oh. Yeah, you did a weird blinky thing there and then looked confused. Are you getting one of your moments again? 
<laughs> and which moments hmm. are these? The ones where you forget the things that were happening and you have big blanks of not memory. <laughs> Sometimes you get upset when we do that, so we tied you up so you wouldn't hurt yourself. What do you remember just happening? Roll a deception <laughs> check, and I think this is solidly. You know what? No, no. Roll a charisma save. I'm spending one of the. I'm spending one of one of the truths. <laughs> um, that is a twenty-three. Yes. You keep making the DC for these. Fair enough. No. You. No, that was a you keep... fun lie. I had to try. Yeah. Uh, do you still roll deception with disadvantage, please? It's not really is... like fucked up lying happening. How many truths have you got left? Uh, that's only a 13 with disadvantage. Oh, yeah, you've got otherwise three. Otherwise, it would have been a 28. You have three truths remaining. Um, <laughs> so. Are you kidding out? Yeah, yeah he's not going to The whole this. campaign. Um, okay, the, yeah, you feel that bitter taste in your tongue, but you managed to force ah. the words out. Uh, regardless, Cerstia narrows. For the moment, his eyes. <clears throat> I see. Who are you and what have you done for me? Okay, well, okay, that didn't work. Worth a try. It's a weird magical side effect. We just had ten minutes of solid screaming from the last person. You'll go back afterwards to your own um, situation. Point of origin? Yeah. <laughs> And it'll be fine. Who are you? Sorry, we should have been doing this different. If that had worked, we could have been really... It would have been fine. You wouldn't have worried. That was worth a try. It's been a long week. I'm sorry for your discomfort. Have we met? You seem familiar. I do not believe so. Uh, Being as you are the kidnappers in this situation, I believe... Oh, no, not at all. Um... Rather, we didn't kidnap you. You're possessing our friend, so you know, I'd say you're the invasive force here. Looks down. Goodness, it's a lot if you look down at yourself and you're Celestia, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Are you members of the Masquerade? No. No. Oh! But you know the Masquerade? What makes you think that? This seems... I mean, can you not feel that it feels pretty real? It's a different shape entirely. I'm informed that that well-executed illusions can convince your sense of proprioception as well. Yeah. Does that work on yourself? I do not know. I don't know either. You tell me. interesting. I'm not a wizard. I don't know. However... Being as you, your intents seem to be questionable, as you have yet to provide any name with which. Oh hi, I'm Scamp. And who do you work for, then? Uh, I work for him. Looks you, studies you, nods, <laughs> looks to you, <laughs> calls him. Good luck, you answering that question. <laughs> you have the bearing. In the appearance of a mariner. Correct. Quite a number of years of experience. I'm. Would I be right in guessing that um, that's also your profession? It is. 
Very well. I will be straight with you if you will be straight with me. All right. Siemens well, um... <laughs> Very well. I am Captain. <clears throat> I think it is actually. I've, I've, I've named two characters very similarly here, but I think this is Grey rather than Grey. Uh, I am Captain Gregor Blacktusk of the HMS Cadet. Okay, you see Coulson's fist clench and then release. Captain, <laughs> is it? Mm hmm. Uh, I what? would appreciate knowing whether my crew are alive and what you've done with them. Uh, what, what's the date? Uh, it uh, is. It sounds like a non sequitur. I promise you, it's relevant. <laughs> that is an excellent question. It's time for the old. It's time for Jason to check <laughs> oh, the old Calcinia. So back in my notes. Calcinia time uh, timeline and see where the. percent off all your wieners at I don't actually have that, have that specific date. I believe it was the. Uh, it was just after Alder's night. It was a couple of yeah, days after like a, night. a day or two after. I, I want to say it was the 25th of. Uh, we passed full flurry, so it would be full frost. No. It was def. I'm going to say it was the 25th of full frost, but I don't have those notes in front of me. I think I might just be thinking of it being episode 24 and 25. It yeah. was episode 24 and 25. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Full Frost comes after First Flurry, so yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I'm gonna, Sadly, I think I was in my fourth book at that point. I actually do not have the binder with me that has the early episode notes in, um, but a really old notebook might have it. For the moment, then we'll say we'll say the fifth, and I'm sure the eagle eye, uh, the eagle-eared, eagle-eared, bat-eared uh, stowaways who've been keeping track of this uh, will will be able to correct me. It was. Last I was aware, the fourth of full, uh, fourth of full snow. Sorry, full frost. <laughs> and um, hate to be pedantic, but the year seventeen ninety-seven. Oh. Merciful regent. Oh. You didn't um, happen to be in the middle of a naval conflict, did you? As a matter of fact, yes, I did. And what, I have introduced myself. Uh, yourself, Zensa? Commodore Corzin Jorges. Hmm. Which navy? My own. Ah! <laughs> a pirate privateer? Or simply an aggressive shipping? engagement sort of all of the above what was just happening merchant at arms so. like you, you were in some sort of encounter were you I was ordered to sing I was ordered to engage with a ship known to be carrying a uh, fugitive uh, is that what you were told? A fugitive. That is perhaps An Osirian fugitive? He... His head cocks a little. Yeah. 
of some political sensitivity. Oh, I don't doubt it. Um... I take it, Sam, that you... If I may be blunt, do you work for the... for the old Duchess? No, not anymore. And not really ever. Hmm. Wrong place, wrong time. So often it is the way. What was the exact last thing that you remember? Before whatever spell you cast on me? Yeah. My superior, Baron the, uh, the <laughs> fell. Currently, this would be, uh, yeah, this would be, uh, yes, there we go. Uh, Mike Superior, the current Baron von Altmaier, heir, heir apparent to the Duchy of Altmark, uh, Grigor, uh, Grigori von Altmaier, had given me an order to engage, he twitches a little, to fire on the ship in question. Through, through your and you did ship. so? Did you, did you His do that? eyes widen. Did you do it yet? I've... I... If you're asking about the last moments before I appeared wherever this is... Yeah. Uh, I was pretending not to have heard that particular order. Oh. So it hasn't... Ugh, I hate that we can't change things. Like, this is the perfect moment where you'd make that little change. It's mm. friends. already set. They are... He Were you going to, to give the order? Were you going to obey that order? Like, you said you were pretending not to hear it. That only works so well. I do that every morning. Are you from the f- future? Ooh. Yeah. Um, where are you going to do it? Well, I. Sorry. Sorry, I I've just got to. You're from. Why am I in this elf woman's body? Oh, it's a whole for, swapping uh, places thing, but it's a. It's... It is only a temporary uh, state of affairs. Some sort of leap. Yeah, like a quantum thing. Um. <laughs> wasn't gonna go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, he seems like. Who was giving this order? Like, uh, don't get us wrong, I'm still not a fan of you, um, regardless of whether you were pretending not to hear her order, which does make me like you marginally more, but ba- the Baron did that. Okay, well I can sure. add him to the list of people we need to make go splat. Um, were you going to fire on your own ships? 
give me a moment to see what he would have done in the moment. In that moment, what was In his? that moment, mm. given that he doesn't know what happens next. He just, he looks a little offended at the insinuation. I'm hardly going to shoot through my own ship. I'm sure that if they continue a few moments long, that had the battle continued, oh. they would have found an opportunity. You, you don't though, mate. It happens, which is interesting that you think you won't right now, because it thinks. happens. So either you didn't do it, and I still hate you, that doesn't change that. Or something changes in a few seconds and you change your mind. Roll a persuasion check. Or 15. He narrows his eyes and then widens them. Of course, he has so. Who? My children. The Baron? Are you talking about the Baron? Close enough. I. That would explain why he was so insistent upon getting to go, them to go to that boarding school. Which boarding school? I'm not telling you where my children go to school. Oh, no, that's a really good point, actually. I was just suddenly going, someone's got someone's children trapped. I want to get them out. That's not helpful. I will answer that if you answer me this. And please, be very honest. We're good at honesty. What is the date? The, the current date, by the way, is the 21st. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's the 21st of Falling Leaves, 1798. He studies you just like for a moment and then slowly nods. Huh. If you really are in the future. Or that or you are completely insane. As a way, how did I first become... Well, the... Old Duchess was a patron of the, I suppose you could say, me and others that she took favor in. She helped, she helped someone like me, someone who's not a blue blood, to find a position of merit and rank within the Navy. Mm. She helped me out and she and and in time her nephew also came to be something of my patron. Though I had less fondness for him than for her grace. Right. Simply put, they are. It is not enough to be capable to get ahead. 
and ensure your commission, resumes the Navy. One must have the support of patrons, and they expect. Then you say, you're, you're a man of the sea like myself. You know yes. what true loyalty means, yeah? Yes. And you know it is not something that can be inherited like a horse. Or a house. No, although plenty of people seem to think that way. The Baron is just such a man. Mm. But... shakes his head. I suppose perhaps he he is a duke now, depending. Her grace was not long for this world. No. Yeah, well, I think he, he is, isn't he? Is that right? As far as we know, yes. Like, it sounds to me like your country needs a revolution. We're really good at them. Like, we're freelance revolutionaries these days. Do you want us to come over and start one? Revolution? There's not been yeah. a successful revolution in Jova. Well, not since the glorious revolution in, in Osiria, and we all learned why that was a terrible disaster. Yeah, you've missed a year, mate. A lot's happened. Clearly. There's been loads. <laughs> well, I suppose if I had one thing to say about the future, it would be... Oh, fuck. Every time. You're an asshole. Every time. <laughs> mm. It would be that I just love these Venus that you can get every... No. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, blink, and you're back in the chair. Celestia? Well, how was that? Imagine it was exciting for you. Uh, I didn't go for my clever ruse. They never go for the clever ruse. Mm. Mm. Alright, come on. Let's get her out of here. You, you, you have definitely got you definitely got Oscar like Oscar from the future with the clever ruse. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not that clever ruse. Best times I've yeah. yeah. Both times I've been black tusk, I've been an asshole and I think it's very <laughs> Okay, at which point um Alton goes You done? Uh, yeah, done. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Right, uh, you've got five minutes uh, because uh, I need to get to this. Uh, I'm going to get to this uh, council uh, strategy meeting. Please just resolve whatever well, yeah, you can. We're supposed but, to be there. Aren't uh, yeah, we'll you need you to there. be there. We need to talk about the mission and everything. Okay, um, meet you there in five. Right. Um, he picks right. up a sheaf, like he picks up a, a bunch, a handful of notes, and on his way out, thrusts them into the chest of one of the sending mages who's coming back. Uh, sorry. Not my sending mages, uh, one of the clerics who's, who's coming back in to do sendings. Just send these off to the appropriate people, would you? Right. Mm. Well, we've got another person to spy on when uh, mm. we next get the opportunity. Do message stones. Did you, did you get all the same information I did? They, they had somebody of, of Black Tusks? Or. Kids at a boarding school. His oh, children. fuck, it was his kids. Fuck me. Yeah. I'm really glad I hit him then. Who did you? Did you hit Black Tusks? I wish he had the presence of mind to do that. Face? 
Um, yeah, I hit I hit the horrible Duke in the face because I just oh. I just thought someone should. It was oh, really yeah, no, good, definitely. honestly. Um, obviously, it didn't into a stick. boarding school and rescue some children, or is that just going to get us seriously arrested by everyone? Um, possibly seriously arrested by everyone, unless we get Black Tusk himself involved. I mean, if he's still got his kids, we totally should. And he's, there's no way he's going to listen to us. Mm. Well, maybe we should find out where this uh, Grigory von Altmeier is. I mean, yes. I enjoyed hitting him and would like to do so again, to be honest. I know you can't kill all your political enemies, that's a bad thing to do, but just this one more. <laughs> just one more just political one more. assassination. <laughs> just one little one. Just a little treat. We've been ever so good. Mm. I just want to kill a duke. <laughs> Well, Killing if we get the opportunity, it never point. causes world wars. It's fine. Never. <laughs> fine. Absolutely. It's not an archduke. It'll only be a regular war. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fine. Just a little a small war. A little one. Yeah. Oh, I miss Brandy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird seeing it from didn't. far away. That was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, it was weird. It was really yep. weird. Well, we know more things than we did. Interesting. Yeah. Yes, we do. I, I feel a bit bad. I, I already did feel bad about, you know, the flying, crashing boat times, but... Now I know he wasn't complicit with killing his own people in the first place. It's a bit... It's even mm. worse. It was bad, don't get me wrong, it was terrible. I was... We did it for the right reasons, but I still don't think maybe it was the method. There should have been a different way. Mm. But... Most of it also wasn't you, my darling. But the first bit was... Yeah, the first bit was. Yeah, no, I... I was trying to help. <laughs> I know, thank you. It is appreciated, but you know, it's now even. Ugh, guy's got it rough. Yeah. Yeah, I have so. sympathy for Black Tusk. Today is all manner of plot twists. Owie. But if they've got your kids, what are you supposed to do? Whatever they say until you get the point to put a fireball in the back of their head. Yeah. Like if somebody, you know, I don't have kids, but if somebody had either of you, I'd probably have done it. Yeah. If someone had little cousin. Yeah, you've see. already seen what happens when that happens, and I don't ever intend to have that happen again. Yeah. Ever. We're all the same about little cousin on that front, don't worry. Oh yeah. I uh, <laughs> took an unknown favour to save little cousin. All right. We should go to this meeting. This is a lot to yeah. think about, and but it's there's no time. It's all pretty much moot until we uh, cross paths with um, Black Tusk again. Yeah, but I'm gonna add yeah. kill the Duke to my to-do list anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's easily. Now, do you know. I put it before or after kill the Kraken? That's the next question. Like, is this a bigger, harder task? <laughs> well, we'll know more about that when we know exactly where he is and what he's doing now. 
that's fair. Mm. Right. Let's go do a plotting. Cute. <laughs> you, you look up and you see there's um, a well-dressed minister of St. Fury going, <clears throat> uh, can, can I have my chair back, please? Oh, God, sorry. Very yes, weird thank you for your minutes. time. Apologies. Thank you. He awkwardly sits down, glances at the, like, manacle mark, it's like manacle scuffing and just puts two fingers to his head and gets a pen and paper <laughs> returns to his job you head back out to the council chambers uh, what is left of the war council of uh, uh, of Newmark uh, is gathered which at this point is um, Alton, uh, Edine is here, uh, as is, uh, another Meadmirish, uh, woman, uh, who you presume is probably Grinzy, but, like, could be someone else. You've never seen her before, but she mm. clearly got in. Um, there is now also, um, gathered... Uh, interestingly enough, there is gather. Uh, uh, there is a. Oh, who would it be? Oh, actually, no, no. She's got. She's not. So it would just be. It would just be those two. Um, but there is also uh, an appearance from some of the Bell founders. Uh, no sign of Lady Grace, uh, although. Actually, no. Vivienne would not be here either if Lady Grace wasn't here. Um, no, actually, no. Vivienne would be here on the schedule. So Vivienne is here in place of, of Lady Grace. Uh, you also recognise the Bell founders, Hannah Solomon, uh, the financier, uh, Jacob Lamb, uh, somewhat overweight, ostensibly merchant who seems to know a lot of things, and of course your fellow privateer, Torfast Scorch, uh, the head of the, uh, captain of the, light, of the Lightning. Um, he tips, uh, well, uh, tips his fingers to his hat, uh, to his head, he's taking his hat off as you enter, uh, giving you a wide uh, orcish grin. Pleasure to see, pleasure to see you this morning, uh, Carmadon and Celestia. So... Uh, Alton kind of claps hands together. Uh, right, absolutely. Uh, trust everything sorted out to your satisfaction. Oh yeah, fantastic, wonderful, glorious. Yes. Good, good, good. Right. Uh, Please continue. Thank you. So uh, as as uh, we were saying, we're due to uh, we are about ready to receive our last. Uh, those thousand reinforcements that we were looking for uh, as you, uh, they come up from the from training just outside of uh, Thunder's Watch and they've been travelling by night for the most part uh, for the last few days in order to get as far as they have however uh, we've had a point now where um, they need to be marching the last eight hours of the journey if they want to be getting to the city in time. Uh, 
And he looks to uh, Hannah, who coughs. <clears throat> we don't currently have confirmation on when exactly the Orsirian uh, flotilla will arrive. Uh, indeed, it's only thanks to a tip-off that I believe um, she nods to you, your team provided, that we know that they are due to be arriving tomorrow for sure at all. Mm. Uh, I don't suppose you've... Uh, she looks around generally. I don't suppose we've had any sendings confirming when exactly our own naval support is due to arrive. Alton shakes his head. Nothing through from uh, the Scarlet Winds uh, that w- that's come through to our sending room, at least. Uh, okay. But we did know that they are due to arrive tomorrow as well. Again, depending on what time tomorrow is uh, really going to make, uh, really potentially might make a difference. But do you need someone to check in with them? Someone with a spare sending or two? Uh, we have. Uh, see, I think, yeah, just as, uh, I've been asking to send to uh, Briggs because uh, I, obviously I know the man mm-hmm. um, and the last sending we had it was about two days ago uh, from the Basilisk's uh, mage uh, which I guess would be the captain uh, who just confirmed that they are due to arrive on the 22nd uh, but it's still, but it, it's de- weather dependent on whether they're going to make the morning or the afternoon. Right. Okay. Right. Could That's be on your side of noon it? right now. Uh, they said that they're doing as much to help with the wind as they can. Hmm. But there's three ships. Uh, there's at least three ships. Sorry, no. There's four ships. They, you got an, gave them an extra, but there's four ships coming, and they've only got mages to uh, to blow uh, wind up the sails of two of them. Yes. Understood. All right. So, what that means is we have we can uh, we have to assume that they, uh, that these this last group of uh, reinforcements needs to be into the city before dawn. Now, if Not they really. if they start their march now, they'll get here by. Definitely by dusk, at least. Um, or we could have them set off at dusk and arrive by dawn. Of course, if we do the if we do the former, it's going to be a lot easier to spawn. If we do the latter, uh, they're going to get into the fight tired, potentially, depending on when the others arrive. Now, I like the idea of them turning up uh, half cocked. That would be very bad. Indeed. Uh, fortunately, as we, uh, we discussed a few a few days ago, we have our two strike teams to help assist with this. Our main goal, whichever whatever time we tell them to come, will be to blind the enemy or keep them distracted long enough that they don't realise we've got a thousand troops incoming. The Midmirish girl raises her hand. For our part, the Sunset Girls will will be taking are inclined to take care of the scout patrols. They have a large number. They have most of their cavalry dispersed and acting as riders, messengers, and scouts. 
We have managed to infiltrate some of their ranks already and we believe we will be able to tie up or potentially take out number different members of the scouts. We believe we may be able to mix up some orders about who should be scouting where. That should buy us a little time, but it's going to be keeping our hands very full. Unless, of course, you, uh, your team decides that you want to be dealing with this instead. In which case, we'd be figuring out a way to distract the diviners. There's a little bit of a wince from her at that one. Uh, quite so. I believe you previously expressed an interest in taking uh, in seeing what you could do about the gold hawks. Um, I'd love to fuck up the designers. How do I speak? This is not Celestia talking. I'd love to fuck up the diviners. How are you two feeling? I think that's uh, definitely a military asset we need to um, yeah. uh, to negate because they it's one thing that they have at the moment that we don't in the same way. No. And it was a major factor in our last um, uh, encounter. Oh, I nearly fucked us up, yeah. The Dean snorts. Yeah. I will say, their ability to target artillery through pea soup fog is not to be. Uh, Laughed at. Mm. Fucking nightmare. Exactly. As far as we can tell, they're doing it from their fortification. Well, they uh, they have their the uh, the cannon at, the, uh, at Saint Beatri- at Fort Beatrix can't actually reach the city reliably. What got us uh, previously? Oh, sorry. Yes, the divining. Uh, I was going to say they they do actually have their mobile artillery, but yes. Everything we found suggests that they are indeed uh, based entirely within uh, Fort Beatrix. Um, Jacob, do you want to fill in what you know? Well, well, I've uh, had a limited about amount of success with getting people solidly on the inside. I have uh, information, uh, but you're not, and maybe I could get someone, one person, into the right position at the right time. But they ain't going to be throwing open the gates to let an army in, if you get my meaning. However, we do uh, have confirmation about the presence of who's in the... uh, Fort of interest right now. We know that the gold hawks are holed up there, uh, probably at least some of them in the sending room so that they can scry outwards. Uh, we also know that the resurrectionists have pulled back into the uh, fortress to conduct their business as well, since uh, whatever the people eating ant infestation was happened. Nothing to do with us. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, we also know that the that the uh, uh, some of the fire starters, uh, you've destroyed them. 
The bear paws are currently uh, stationed in the fort as well, which means right now all of their all of their mage strength is concentrated uh, in one highly defensible location. All of their eggs are in one basket. Uh, and right, if the basket was yeah. as protected as that, I'd probably do the same. I mean, that's literally what we're doing. Mm. Now, I do want to—I ha- do want to point out, while it would absolutely be a strategic asset for us to, or rather, a strategic advantage to get rid of any of those assets the enemy has, what we really need is to keep them distracted for the, uh, ideally, the whole of the eight hours, but definitely the last four hours of the march. At that point, um, Apple Blossom, what was it you said? Basically, they're within range of the scouts at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're close enough that the radius of the search isn't utterly ludicrous for those diviners to be looking through. Which means they have a chance of spotting them. Uh, of spotting them. Now, granted, those that chance increases the closer they get, but it really starts to be a, 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 to be difficult to hide a thousand people, even especially a thousand recruits who have not trained to move over land. These aren't halflings we're talking about here. Most of them are humans or orcs, right. uh, without being seen. So that's when it's going to get particularly important for us to get the, the scouts in place. Now, don't get me wrong, they might, if they get spotted in the last half hour, uh, they can probably just run to the uh, uh, to the river. We're going to have boats uh, ready to pick them up as soon as they get to the south, uh, to, the, uh, uh, to the meeting point. But if the enemy spot them before that point, then they can maneuver troops into position. Uh, cut them off and surround them and we are not really going to be able to bring much to bear on them at that point without risking well the troops we already have we are currently outside of the three of you we are really lacking in artillery that we can fire landward right now which I cannot say the same for them so Keeping them distracted, if you can't blind, if you can't blind them, will definitely help us out. Mm. Fortunately, I have been able to uh, keep them distracted for the last few days. My sources have been able to leak information, says Jacob, so, uh, suggesting that there are indeed additional forces coming. It's getting hard to hide there but that they will be arriving downriver from the east via barge as the arms shipment we received did with Lady Grace. I have made sure to hire a series of wagon and boats heading this way, several of which have already been stopped, searched, and turned back. So for the moment at least, their attention is eastward rather than south, which is... uh, where our reinforcements are going to be coming from. Mm. I'm not... Here's the thing. If you can't 
if you can distract them for the last four hours of the march, we can get our pe people in. If you're going to kill them, we need at least four of the six dead. That's enough to break their ability to function as a unit. And if at all possible, snuff bag them or ash the bodies so that they can't right. be raised. Because right now, those fucking redcoats have a, uh, have a lot of experienced clerics, including one that we know can bring back the dead. Right. Um, how many, um... How many soldiers are we talking here in terms of the, um, uh, the scouting regiments? Well, the scouting... Uh, looks like I've got two ultimate... Uh, take some reports, can bring some from Right, um, well, in terms of the scouting regiments, it's actually just the uh, two, it's just the two regiments of cavalry they have, but they're split up into small scouting squads. Uh, if you mean uh, what are we looking at in terms of in the in and around the fort, though... That would be helpful to yeah. know. Okay, so uh, they've currently pulled up most of their, uh, a lot of their, they've got their forces chiefly quartered around there. Now, don't get me wrong, we've got people, uh, they've got two regiments of redcoats, uh, that, uh, living redcoats, that are encamped within it, which is pretty much what the, li the living troops that they do have. Uh, they're doing a lot of their patrols and external enforcement with uh, the resurrectionist battalions. Uh, got a lot of, lots of the... Uh, uh, reclamation Corps out there right now but that's still about a thousand people now granted a lot of them are off will are likely to be off duty at any point you need to be assuming at least 300 infantry uh, regular regular red coat musket infantry within the form uh, few cavalry because they're already deployed but well, the coastal, if they don't, depending on when they spot you, if they spot you, the artillery may or may not come in. They've got the the fort is built to be able to bring up to this is divided by yeah, up to twenty four guns on the coast at any one time. So, which means so the total complement is actually, uh, they're actually geared up for 32 emplacements, eight per side, uh, and they've got two units of mobile artillery, so 16 guns that they can bring up to the walls as well. If it, come, if it gets to the point where they're shooting cannons at you, uh, hide, because they have enough of them to bring. Up close, uh, according to the information left over from... Uh, some of the defectors uh, who've uh, spoken to us, uh, and a little bit of persuasion on the part of uh, the fire starters you acquired, uh, we've been able to infer a little bit more. They have four swivel guns for dealing with anti-air, uh, as best we know. They weren't like the ones. Uh, they weren't like the ones back on the ship. Uh, right. Well, Got it. Once we had back. On 
the ones we had back on the, the Regret and other ones. So they have full vertical fire, uh, definitely up to at least 600 feet above ground. Uh, which, given that the, the mountain on the bastions around the outside of the fort uh, is 600, uh, about 600 feet up, definitely beyond most reliable firing range down. Which is the point. Yeah. They're fighting against eagle riders. Uh, they're planning against eagle uh, eagle riders at that point. Um, beyond that, uh, depends what you want to know. We've got limited information about what defenses they have uh, that they may have put up since they arrived. So I don't know anything about any defenses the, the wizards might have put up. We haven't got solid information on that. Uh, wait, no, uh, Jacob, you mentioned something. Uh, yeah, I did that. Actually, yes, uh, we do have one confirmation. They have, they are definitely, uh, anticipating something since, uh, ever since the incident at the graveyard, <laughs> uh, they've been burning red candled lanterns. Uh, give out a, uh, 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 near the main uh, near the entrance to the fort. Anyone who comes in through the entrance is uh, has to pass by those uh, that lantern. Huh. They're keeping okay. it burning at all hours. Are they the mage ones? Uh, I'm not. Um, right. I, I, I don't think we have a lot of. Actually, I forgot to. Uh, I forgot to mention they were there, but uh, Yana House and Fidelity Peters will be here as well, the Cleric of St. Fury and the, uh, and the Elder, Elder of St. Purity. So, at this point, Elder Fidelity chimes in. The, I've encountered these before, the Mage's Lantern. The, when they are lit, any spells that are cast, any enchantments that are ongoing, will be highlighted within their glow. There's a good chance they're looking oh, for there were some at the bank. That's where we've seen them before. Those were no, when, when we visited the bank under normal circumstances. Mm. That time, yeah. There's a few odd looks, except for Vivienne, who just like smirks into her coffee. She's brought coffee. She's drinking. <laughs> um, who doesn't blank with G and G? Exactly. Um, we're getting off topic. Uh, right. Still looks down at the table wide-eyed for a second and then <laughs> carries on with what she was doing. Anyway, um, beyond that, we are short on information. As I said, we we can't guarantee getting someone inside, uh, and I'm pretty sure that Jacob's one informant is just a regular member of the infantry. Hmm. So. With regards to illusions, like Celestia, the big illusion that uh, you can do, if yes. someone had the ability to dispel that, would they just need to get to the edge of it to start dispelling it, or would they have to get to the point it was originally cast? I have no idea. The At this point... You're talking uh, Mirage Arcane, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Minister Young, uh, not to be outdone by Elder Fidelity, cuts in. From my own experience with these things, uh, just so long as you can... Uh, get to the area of effect uh, is usually enough to dispel illusions and so on. Mm, it's a pretty big one, so it'll be a bit hard to dispel, but they probably manage it eventually. 
my thinking was, even if they know that, um, you know, a, a certain amount of um, area is affected by an illusion, if it's a, you know, if it's a mile wide, they're going to have a lot of, uh, um, well, they're going to have a very hard time figuring out what is and isn't real. Depends on yeah, what it is, I suppose. Yeah. No, but if it looked like something plausible. Yeah. Also, on a similar note, if they're expecting us to try and um, sneak more reinforcements into the other uh, city, then I think possibly one of the best things we can do is give them the runaround with illusory troops that are not anywhere near where the real ones are going to be. I do uh, like that. Um, I don't suppose you can do that nightmare forest trick, but like make it look like there's 3,000 uh, infantry mean, coming in? I was thinking that. They wouldn't be able to move, though, is the thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's have to, it has to be statues. You'd literally have to be statues. Yeah, it, it'd have to be fixed like they were trees or something. Um, it can't actually create life. Uh, yeah, you're you're not a you're, you're not a god. <laughs> um, I I can do pretend small platoons. I can do a twenty foot cube sort of situation. That What's our might priority be though? Like, what are we doing? Are we causing a distraction so that they can get them in, or are we trying to take out the diviners? It does occur to me that trying to take out the diviners could be a pretty fucking decent distraction, That's and it might save us some aggro later on. Yeah. But equally, yeah. this sounds terrifying, and we need to not get one of us I, killed. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I have no idea how to do this. The three of you have some frankly insane capabilities, so I don't feel comfortable. Uh, ordering you to do with, uh, one or the other. I mean, I'm ordering you to do one or the other. Either one. But you tell me which one sounds more uh, more doable for you. Because I watched Scamp sink three ships once. Yeah, a week I ago. I was like, properly dead for a while. Well, not prop, nearly dead for a while. Yeah, I'd love to talk we- about that. Yeah, can we uh, lighter um, topics? Like, well, not if really we can topics, combine but... the uh, the distraction for the uh, the cavalry along with um, uh, taking out the diviners, then so much the better. I think maybe it might be worth making it look like we're trying to take them out, but actually doing a load of flashy stuff. Yeah, is there anything under the normal course of circumstances that would get that um, uh, that load of cavalry recalled back? To the um, uh, to Fort Beatrix. They take a moment. They take a few moments to think. So if you can think of anything, feel free to chime in before they come up with something. Okay. Um. Uh, somebody dying. Um, scary uh, rumors. They're probably going to have um, similar um, safeguards to us with regards to. Um, sending and receiving uh, orders for magic, but um, I mean, if we could get their passcodes, that'd be amazing yeah, if we could do that, then we could uh, issue orders uh, for them just to return to the uh, to the fort it's um, or, or uh, go wherever we want Jacob Lamb kind of puts up a, a, a hand here, if you can get me a copy of one of, of, one of their core pass books we can. Oh, they'll probably change. They change all the everything within a week. But 
for the next two days. All right, I think I've got an idea. Mm. They've got to have a sending room similar to ours, right? Yes. In which they would have a sending mate similar to ours who would have to have that passbook. It's not going to be protected because otherwise it doesn't work for sending. Could we scry on that? What would scry? What good would scrying on it do if it's in the middle of a fortress? Well, if we can um, if look at the uh, uh, the uh, the sending room with the uh, the uh, the book with the actual um, passcodes for the day on it. I um, would ooh. need the. That these, work, books tend, these books tend to be uh, in excess of 20 pages long. They'll, they'll keep a record for each individual squad leader that they're uh, squad leader division that they're going to. Everyone only re- knows their own password things. I need the whole book unless you uh, unless you see uh, unless they go through the book while you're watching and you're able to memorize everything by sight. Uh, that's not gonna work. I I I need a copy of either the. Uh, I I either need you to somehow see every page, um, or I need the book itself. Do we know Each where? Each of the be? sending majors will probably have one. Uh, right. They they don't. They do, I believe. If get some notes of his own, actually, in Skemsum. Okay, they have confirmed. Yeah, okay. They do actually have uh, a total of four sending mages whose job it is to just be sending mages, separate from the uh, uh, separate from the batter- uh, uh, from the mage batteries. Although I think they pull a little bit of double duty when they need to. They don't actually have as much sending capability as us. Uh, because the uh, because the uh, the, the way that uh, the redcoats are organized, they pack more of a punch with mages, but they have to re- they actually rely a lot more on conventional communication. Mm. All right. Which also uses the passbooks, so. Right. So this passbook would be incredibly useful. That's good to know. But well, that's got to be secondary, do- though. We've got to make a decision on what our priority here is. Are we going for the gold rules? Is that... I think aggravating them is going to give us more of an advantage overall. It is. I'm not saying aggravating them. I'm saying getting rid of them. Yes. You were saying before about the cavalry. Um, The only thing I can think of as a reason to get the cavalry together is if... I needed them to if I if I felt there was a gain in being able to reach something that the infantry couldn't get to in time and was far enough out that the I couldn't just take it out with a cannon, which in fairness is you know, only a range of a, of a mile. Maybe right. it'd have to be something that was worth grabbing both units of. Uh, well, even one unit of cavalry would do, but something that individual squads could take out themselves. But that's that's just all I can think of. If that uh, if that help, uh, if obviously that may or may not factor into you, your plan if you want to just go ahead and try and kill them. I don't know if we can. I mean, fought for three hundred. I know. But yeah, it's, what it's if a this lot. is our only chance? 
Well, if our only chance isn't doable, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're not going to get a chance. So it, it... I just feel like distracting them so we can get some troops into the city is alright, but it does nothing to stop them later on. It does, but we need a, we need a plan. Like oh, a, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm like a real plan, one. Um, oh, no. <laughs> what I'd say... And possibly right. help. I mean, there's three of us. All right, I've got a... Um... One thing that I would say, actually, though, I think... And this is the thing we need to decide now uh, mm. within this meeting, is when we tell the reinforcements to, uh, to set off, if whether we want them to be trying to come uh, so that they... Uh, so, uh, during the daytime, so they can get a, a, get rest before the uh, if the fight starts in the morning, or whether we want them to be making their journey at night. Uh, either way, you're going to have at least four hours to make your preparations. Okay. I don't suppose there's something we could uh, do that would be long-term distracting for them that they would. Uh, have to take seriously something that really harm their their uh, war effort. I guess at this point, what I want to know is, do you think you got a better chance of pulling this off at night? Uh, and if so, is it worth uh, the risk of be uh, uh, of those reinforcements? being tired when the fight starts. And we definitely have a better chance of pulling this off at night, like that's not in question, it's just whether it's worth it or not. Yeah. I mean, they have a better chance of pulling it off at night, they have a better chance of getting in uninterrupted at night. Given the uh, the makeup of the force, I think getting them in at night is um, the, the better option. But equally, what if we die because the soldiers are tired? Also, half of them won't be able to see. That's true, but it's also true for the Orsirians. If Alton kind of thinks about this for a moment and nods. Nah. Mine's. You got similar instincts to me on this one. I think that hard as it's going to be to get the fight in tomorrow if they're tired. I'd rather have them than risk them getting cut off, probably by that cavalry, and caught in a pincer before we can get them into the city. Mm. I'll make the call then. We'll get them to rest up as much as they can and stay under cover. And then when sun comes down, we'll have them march overnight. Yeah, I guess tell them to sleep now. Get them to rest up as much as they can. Still going to be tired after eight hours of marching, but they'll. Uh, but we can at least make, give them a good, uh, good uh, odds of it. So, uh, Miss, tell the sunset girls we'll be taking this. This needs to start as soon as the sun goes down. Of course. And for the three of you. You've got the day to prepare, at least. Um, obviously, if you can't kill them before we even start the march, that's great. But oh, know, right. lovely, yeah. Just one thing to be aware of: take your own rest into account as well. 
yeah. There isn't a cliff we can uh, march them over, can we? I'm thinking I mean, illusions. There is actually a cliff. Uh, I mean, there's cliffs all the, along the edges of the the coast. Uh, if you uh, most of the coast, uh, most a lot of the coast is actually uh, a surprising amount of the coast actually has cliffs on it, including uh, Fort Beatrix. Uh, including Fort Beatrix, which is actually built specifically because it's an elevated bit over a cliff. Mm. That wouldn't work for long, though. Like, they wouldn't keep going. Well, not unless you can cause an earthquake. But, <laughs> but like, the, the first line would walk over the cliff and fall through the floor, and then everyone would go, oh, we've got to stop. <laughs> like, five people <laughs> would be dealt with, you know? Hmm. Now, unless you... It depends on... Yeah, uh, Shame we can't just bring the entire fort down, but uh, I think that that is actually a little bit beyond the, the, the powder we have to just take out the entire foundation. It would be good, though. Scamp, you can't summon earthquakes, can you? Um, not real ones. I can just make the floor feel like it's going a little bit. I was joking, but that is terrifying. Thank you. Uh, all right, then. I think we need to be making uh, take the t- take the day, take the time to prepare. And I want to reinforce this. If the mission fucks up, abort. We need the three of you alive for tomorrow, as as well as we need those troops. Understood. You, you, you are as. <laughs> as valuable to this fight, if not two or three times as valuable as their mage batteries are. Yep. No pressure. also priority military targets for them. So, if it looks like it's going to be... If it looks like it's going to be... Going to be... Frankly, if it looks like certain death, don't be heroes. On this occasion. Understood. We'll try and if it, got it. if it ends up being a rush Scamp, out you got it. To get uh, those troops. I promise to try. No 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 no. You promise. You I don't promise. try, you do. I do. Thank you. We can't afford any fuck-ups on this one. Good luck. Regently with you. And also with you. <laughs> and there's a, there's, a, there's a rolling of the eyes from the two priests. Some Fury's some Fury blessings go with you. Give them hell. <laughs> and, uh, and of course the... Uh, of course the wisdom of some purity be with you. What? Wow, it's gotten suddenly very... Oh, I cannot move for all of these saints. Right, Honestly, I'm going to get can drink. we please get less saints in this room? I feel unusual. Ugh. At least... Ugh, at least it's not part of that snake cult. <laughs> yeah, that actually makes me less uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Uh, those guys are... Those guys are a bit weird. Uh, they asked me... They, what, I got a message asking how good our forces were fighting in uh, 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 fighting in the dark. 
And then something about eating the sun? That's a point, actually. That's worrying. I mean, they're extremely distracting if we're looking for a distraction. I... Yeah. Do you think we could get Poppy to pull that trick? Maybe. Because oh, that's something nobody could ignore. Even just be a big scary snake man and his army of bugs would probably do it. Yeah. It's pretty fucking distracting, isn't it? It is, but I will. But right now we've got them behind the, the just also high-level military assets. So you do what you think is best, but I will. If I, if it looks like they're going to get absolutely butchered, giant snake or not, I will ask them. I, I will order them to come back in to the city. Just so you know. Rather, right. we didn't take them. Fair. Where are they stationed uh, currently? Oh, uh, they're stationed within the city, uh, which is to say that they're buying and eating a lot of meat and scattered all about and there is and leans close between you and me all the priests all the priests are throwing an absolute hissy fit over the, over the cult that's popping up hmm. a hissy fit does that mean they're joining in <laughs> <laughs> a big old snake person starts a cult in your town maybe a big old snake person helps save you, Tao. That's a good reason to start a cult on them. I How suppose. come we haven't got a cult yet? Not really what our focus is. Okay, was. meeting adjourned, meeting adjourned. <laughs> Sorry. <coming>. Bye. <laughs> you head on out. Uh, and as the sun continues to rise in the morning of the 21st of falling leaves, burdened with knowledge of the past threatened by the tasks that lie in the future you have the day to prepare one way or another to deal with the gold hawks though it may mean heading direct straight into the lion's den but that is a quest for next time thank you all very much for playing thank you all very much for listening and farewell from all of us here at Finbox and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. The past is a fraught path to tread, but not to what yet lies ahead. But if you would see futures free, then break the chain of destiny. So, gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.